Hello and welcome to the We Are Geeks Horror channel and our Child's Play Retrospective podcast, where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. Go to weirdgeeks.com to check out our other podcast series, Twitch streams, contact details, and news on our very own feature films that are currently in production through our publisher, We Are Tessellate. We Are Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced, and no infringement is intended. Geeks! 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 Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel. Every single Friday we take you through another installment in a horror franchise. We are right now seven films deep at the end of the road with the Charles Play series. Here we are, guys. We did it. Another show in the fucking bag or another franchise, let's say, in the bag. Cult of Chucky. We'll be back next week, of course, to do a wrap-up episode, but this is the end of the films. (laughs) It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Don't worry, Alex. Cold of Chucky released last year, just barely, 2017. So as I think we've mentioned on a previous episode, we were originally trying to uh, get all these so that we could come out on the release date of this. But it was between this and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We ended up corresponding Texas Chainsaw Massacre and scheduling everything around that. And then they fucked us with the release date and ended up to bring it out onto like direct TV about a month early or something. Whereas Child's Play stuck to its schedule. So we should have believed in Don Mancini and you know scheduled around him but we didn't so here we are 2018 discussing last year's film came out in october of last year went direct to dvd blu-ray and to digital onto the netflixes it had a premiere in a little festival called fright fest in london in august 27th whenever that was 24th august 24th this is the festival that if you listen to our regular show geeks then you'll know i normally go to every single year for about 15 years now but unfortunately Last year, I fucking missed it, which kills me because it had Leatherface, it had Cold Chucky, Don Mancini was there, Fiona Dourif was there, watched wow. some lovely interviews with them there, and they were really appreciative. They said they get to walk out at the festival and walk around Leicester Square in London and people come up to them and ask them for their signatures and photographs, and they said, nowhere <laughs> else does anyone know who we are. <laughs> so they love it. Yeah, so I'm bummed I missed that. But, guys, how you doing? You excited? The last film? For now? <laughs> For now. <laughs> For now, now, yeah. Very excited. I watched this this morning with my housemate Carter and I was catching him up <laughs> on, on what had happened and I forgot how he put it exactly, but he he laughed and, and thought it was very amusing how sort of knowledgeable and how invested I was in this franchise now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you These, can't come I, into I, this one not having seen the others. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things we're going to discuss because, yeah, as we said with the last one, he intended it to be to work as a standalone film. And we all argue, like, Ali, you weren't a big fan of the last one. Me and Alex, I think we were pretty much on the same page with it. We enjoyed we enjoyed what it was trying to do and a lot of the ride. But this one, yeah, we, but we, sorry, we all said that it didn't really work as a standalone film. Yeah, I think right off the bat, like, I've looked at as many interviews as I can. I don't find anything with him saying this is meant to work as a standalone film. It's definitely meant to come off the back of the last one, even though it does have a different feel to it. Just, a, yeah, this is 29 years after the original film that this one was released. Uh, they couldn't wait that extra couple of months to bring it out 30 years after the original film for some reason. <laughs> but, yeah, 29 years has been going for three decades. Only seven films over those three decades, though, so not that many. Jason managed to have... Uh, what was it eight films in 10 years so no i was just gonna say i was having a 
I was curious as to how old Fiona Jurif, who plays Nika in this film and the last film, if people didn't hear our last podcast, how old she is. And she was born in 1981. So she is like grown up with this franchise and with her dad in this franchise and now is in the franchise. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, she was in, the, in actually one of the Fright Fest interviews. She was saying how she remembers being like six years old or something and walking into the ADR sessions with her dad meant to be burning to death as Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> and she ran away and hid and it really kind of scarred her. And it's just, if you watch the, that interview, it's brilliant because you got Don Mancini sitting next to her and he's just looking at her. And I can't tell what's going through his brain. Either he's just like so bored. Or he's just thinking, please, please don't insinuate that my film scarred you as a child. And now that's why you're in these movies now. And there's a Uh long-term sort of condition from it. But yeah, this film was filmed in Canada, in Winnipeg. It takes place... So I I only got this from online. We'll get into it if we get it anywhere in the film. But it takes place a few years after Curse. Yeah, I've seen this film three times now. And I've always kind of taken it as it was just a couple of months later. But um we'll get into it and what else do we have to say about it was well, directed by don mancini again his third film in a row for the franchise so he's now directed nearly half of the films of the franchise written of course by don mancini starring alex vincent as andy barkley yeah yeah back again <laughs> fiona durif as nika pierce adam hertig yeah, yeah. as michael well so he, he's actually put down as michael but i've got him i call him moldable malcolm for most of the this podcast okay just to clarify michael thorold as dr foley elizabeth rosen as madeline grace Ling kung as claire zach santiago as nurse carlos marina stephenson care as angela ali tartarin as nurse ashley jennifer tilly as tiffany valentine tiffany valentine this is where we should edit this shit out but not gonna brad durif is back of course as chucky or the voice of chucky because there is no charles lee ray in this film and we have a little cameo that we'll get to later on down the line. Music. Joseph Loduca is back. He did Curse of Chucky. And we didn't talk about him last time, but he's actually a stalwart of the Evil Dead franchise. He was right there in Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, and he's even doing the Ash vs. Evil Dead TV show now. And cinematographer, it's Michael Marshall, who also did Curse of Chucky, did Wrong Turn 4, Ginger Snaps Back, some other genre films like that. So guys, before we get into the meat of it, we like to start these uh, shows off by getting a landscape of what was going on in the year that the film came out. This was obviously last year. So, so long ago. Pretty... So long ago, I can't remember. So, Ali, can you please let me know with <laughs> as accurate numbers as we have right now, just going into 2018, what were the top 20 movies of 2017? Top 20 movies based on domestic box office. Starting at number 20, we have Cars 3. I did not see this. so low. I've never seen any of the Cars films. You haven't? Really not. Nope. They got cars in them and they talk. Fuck that. There you go. You saw the movie. That's the pitch. That's really the pitch. Yeah. (laughs) We have cars and they talk. Also, Rascal Flats. We took as Rascal Flats in cars. Yeah, they have that song, (laughs) Life is a Highway, that was in, I think it's the second one. Yep. Is that how you got turned on to Rascal Flats? Is that why you keep the CD in your glove No, I grew up with Rascal Flats. Please. What's Rascal Flats? Is that a thing? They're a, they're, they're a country Flats. group. Oh, <laughs> they're a country. amazing. He's got like the sun shining out of his crotch. It's fantastic. I love it. Ali keeps it in a glove box in a car just in case times no, get I too sad. Just slip on some Rascal Flats. <laughs> well, you sleep in your car, so yeah. Yeah. I think we've said this before, but just the, for me, very interesting trivia with cars. 
Cars has made more money through its merchandise than Star Wars. Wow. There you go. That's all I have to wow. say. Wow. That's pretty crazy. All right. Let's move on up the scale. All right. Number 19, Kong Skull Island. Yeah. I was the only guy like, oh no, Taylor liked this as well. You can go listen to our top films of 2017 podcast where me, Alex and Taylor and Nate and Justin all stop being friends. Basically. It's always fun to hear. <laughs> 18, we have Pirates of the Caribbean, or Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Oh my god, is this still going? Also did not see this. I haven't seen this yet. It's got a different name in the UK as well, something like something to do with Zalzikabar or something weird. Called Johnny Um, Depp is Looney Again. (laughs) This is the thing, these are bad films, but I still eventually end up watching them just because there's nothing else like them, you know? (laughs) Like, people don't make adventure films anymore, so it's kind of just like, this is all there is. Did you ever see the 80s, 80s pirate film called Pirates? Is that the one? No, that's not the one with, what's her name? Oh, Rene, not Rene Russo. What's the one with the female pirate? What no. was the 80s pirate film? You're thinking, is that the one with Gina Davis? Gina Davis, yes. Yeah, no, it's not that one. That's the 90s one, isn't it? Yeah. That's what's the 80s one? one? I can't remember. It's called Pirates. <laughs> All right. Good talk. Future franchise, Pirates. <laughs> I think it's called Pirates. I could be wrong. Number 17, we have <laughs> The that? Boss Baby. Yeah. I literally yeah. know nothing about this film but the poster, but that's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, that's why I just saw the billboards all over LA and was like, no. And then nope, I didn't not see the it. Name, not his face, none of it. And you love babies. So, I mean, that's just a lot. I do. Failed at the uh, demographic. <laughs> Number 16 is Get Out. Excellent Ooh. film. Excellent yep. film. It uh, definitely made a place in our top films of 2017. I'm sad that Go this is as low as it is. Yeah, well, it's still genre. I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things like genre, they tend to not actually get that high up in the top 20, but they will have a bigger return than most of the films in the top 20. So, you know, the, the return on, on investment budget. is yeah. better than almost probably any other film here. But Number 15, we have the Lego Batman movie. This is a... Yeah, contentious film in our list. Some of us are fighting for it. Some people on the podcast hated it. I loved this. One, it's a great little film. But if you don't, to be fair, if you don't like if you don't like the Lego Movie, you won't like Batman, the Lego Movie. <laughs> and we had one person on our panel who does not enjoy the Lego movies at all. So, oh, well, what there can you, you go. do? Humorless people, humorless people. We just get rid of them. Number fourteen no is it was Alex. <laughs> It was Alex. No, I liked the Lego movie. I didn't I didn't yeah. watch all of the Batman movie. I didn't like the Ninjago uh, one, but anyway. 14 is Dunkirk. Dunkirk Ooh. was... It, it may well be somewhere pretty high on our list, and one person, a different person on our panel, fought to actually have it vetoed off the list entirely, but wow. was a gentleman about it and allowed the rest of us to uh, allow it to soar to heady heights. Interesting. So I'll say this my this old entire boss segment is just us Dunkirk. promoting. Oh, really? Yeah. In what capacity? On the two films I worked on with her, she was the production coordinator. On this one, she was the assistant production coordinator. So she was APOC. Nice. She's nice. a badass. APOC. Shout out. You could have just said APOC and everyone would have got it. Everyone yeah. Knows what it is. yeah. Everybody knows. Oh, yeah. APOC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number 13, another one of my favorites is Coco. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen, I haven't it. seen it yet either. Yeah, heard great what things. What the though. fuck? Whoa! It's settle not, down. Look, no uh, need uh, to swear. 
You're not Chucky, all right? Go Calm see down. this movie. It's not. It's literally not possible here. Like I have within 25 miles of me. I'm trying to take Katie to go and see Phantom Thread because I want to see it again. But it's literally not anywhere. And Coco's not anywhere. They're showing the same three fucking movies here. It's like Jumanji, some kids movie. Oh, fuck. I've forgotten what it is. And then Star Wars. And that's it. It's well, all just showing anyway. your here. fault for leaving LA. <sighs> sure. Alex, you have no excuse. 12 Episode is the one, fate the of Phantom the Thread. Fe- <laughs> 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 Number 12 is the Fate of the Furious. Ooh. Haven't I haven't seen, seen this either. It's the, it's the only one I haven't seen. I haven't seen this or any of them. Any of you them? Haven't, you haven't seen yep. any of them? Allie. Future I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on the, the podcast before. <laughs> I mean, they are they are kind of scary in some ways. So we could in cover the that first well. one. In the first one, one of Vin Diesel's guys, goons, is like in, like grabbing Paul Walker and getting into a scuffle, and Vin Diesel comes over to stop the scuffle, and his little goon goes, "But he was in my face," and Vin Diesel goes, "Well, now I'm in your face." That is that is actual dialogue. Well, now I don't need to see it. Were you just more of a Gone in 60 Seconds fan, so you refused to watch The Fast and Furious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really uh, have any desire happened? to see him. Number 11, Logan. Ooh. Yeah. This was a great may, movie. May or may not also be in our top films of 2017. <laughs> just go <laughs> listen to the fucking podcast, all right? Stop plugging it. Number 10, we have The Justice League. Yeah, this uh, did we even bring this up? I mean, yeah, we brought it up. This is definitely not in our top films of 2017. <laughs> Although, like, there are moments, there are moments. I'll be honest, it's a blur now. I remember coming out and not hating it as much as I thought I was going to. I haven't um, seen it yet. But so. there were some fun bits in it. Yeah, there you go. Whatever. We just found out, didn't we? Ben Affleck's last ever role as Batman is apparently going to be Suicide Squad 2. Oh, jeez. Because he's making good decisions. <laughs> And then bailing out, apparently, before he does The Batman, which originally he was meant to write, direct, and star in. And now he's not doing any of those things. Why not finish on that and... uh, Anyway. I know, right? Here we go. Number nine, Despicable Me 3. Allie loves this little weird bald man. I still haven't seen this one. It's how my Why not? You love this. You love this. But I love Gru. And I love that they used Michael Jackson in the trailer. Grew uh, is how my wife described my physique. <laughs> oh yeah, she did. Very nice, accurate, accurate. Lucky this is an audio. <laughs> Just so podcast, the listeners so. can get a visual of you. <laughs> yeah. Very nice of you, Alex. Basically, just picture picture grew with yeah. a, but, a little quite, bit, not, a little yeah. bit of hair. <laughs> yeah, not quite bald yeah, a little yet. Hair, yeah, a little bit more hair, <laughs> more more nef- uh, slightly less nefarious as well. I would yeah. say. Can you speak uh, in his accent for this whole podcast? I can't remember how he sounds. He kind of sounds like Borat. (laughs) He does sound like Borat. nice. Like that. (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) Don't we just talk like Borat? Yeah. It's like Borat mixed with like a few random Russians. I don't know. A few random random Russians. Russians? Like Russians from... (laughs) Not selected Russians, but random Russians. (laughs) 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 Uh, It's an amazing, amazing mix. What's at number eight, Alex? Anyway, number eight, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Fuck, fuck's sake. Now you're going to go I've, see I've, this I've... again and again and again, since that's all no, it's playing. Just this, 
I mean, uh, Katie gets really angry. We were, we were just having dinner with her brother the other day, and he's like, "God, oh, you guys go and see Jumanji," and she was like, "It's not Jumanji." It's like, "Yeah, it's a sequel to Jumanji." It's like, "No, that there is a sequel to Jumanji. It's called Zathura, and this is, film is just something where they created a computer game movie and then put the name Jumanji on it, basically. Like, it has nothing other than there's a jungle. There's nothing to do with Jumanji whatsoever. It could still be brilliant. I don't know, but it just pisses me off that they call it Jumanji. Number seven, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. The only movie that i saw four times in cinemas in 2017 four times wow four times wow yeah but partly i mean it was just one of it's just you know great fluff basically you know it was kind of like watching an episode of friends and then i kept one at a time having people come and visit me and then i was go, oh you should go and see thor and i was like fuck it i'll go with you so i did that four <laughs> times basically god after all those uh, viewings you must have had really thor eyes you need your tiny drum kit ali yep I'm I'm really using it today. Oh, jeez. That went over well. It's okay. I bet all I, well, of our well, listeners okay. are laughing. Exactly. So we're, we're going to... We want to reach out to Alex Vincent to see if there's any way we can get like him on a podcast to talk a little bit about his experiences with Child's Play because we want to start reaching out to people involved with these films to see if we can get anybody in. And what I'm hoping, Alex, is that we reach out to him and he goes, you know what? I'm going to listen to their last podcast to see what the quality is. And that's that's the point. That little long pause there, that's where he opts out. He's no. like, nah, fuck, fuck these guys. That's where he opts in because he would have opted out <laughs> when he heard Ali's critiques. Well, Ali has uh, different, yeah, controversial feelings. You gotta embrace your critics, otherwise you're not gonna make it in this industry. Oh, I like it. He's back in now. He's back in. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll see you next week, Alex. Uh, all right. right what, number what six. We have it it Spookies. yep yeah the uh, movie from the it crowd correct number five i mean <laughs> there's nothing to say about it it's it it's fine it's it what's number five yeah did you, you saw it you saw it eventually, didn't you ali yeah you liked it didn't you me yeah you yeah because you had to it. go into a different cinema and hide when we went to see it in san francisco because you yeah, had promised, I'd flatmate, promised you'd see it with her. It. i'd see it with her so and you went and I got am... stalked by a man in Logan Lucky. Yeah, it was so weird. I still like don't really remember what happened in Logan Lucky because I was like worried for my life. <laughs> it's like I might die in this theater and no one will hear me. Yeah, I loved it. Ladan was like hiding in her hoodie the entire time and it was hilarious. Oh, we call that the Alex technique from where I, I am. know. I loved seeing which movie was it that you were Hide, like hiding in your hood on the floor in front of us. I can't remember which one it was. Every Many horror movies. movie. <laughs> Any horror Every movie. Every horror movie, movie ever. <laughs> that is my technique. It was during, bring, bring it up, uh, during our horror movie weekend. Up, I'm going to bring up the Alex technique later on in this actual episode. But, um, oh boy. <laughs> continue, Ali. All right. Number five is Spider-Man Homecoming. My brother. Yay! Your brother. My personal favorite Spider-Man film ever made. And yeah, one of my, definitely my top three Marvel movies ever made. There you go. Said Very it. nice. Number four, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Really? I sold Spidey. Okay. Interesting. Yep. It's weird. I've come away from that movie. I think like a lot of people like, because it was for me a bit disappointing at the time, but it was a fine hangout session. It just was, wasn't anywhere near as good as the first one. I came away then in my head thinking, oh, I really didn't like that movie. But then when I went back to it, I was like, no, I had a good time with that film. I just didn't love it. But yeah, it was good. Fair, fair. I, I really liked it. 
I'm going to see if you guys can guess the top three since this year is very fresh on oh, our mind. Oh, shit. Well, number one has got to be The Last Jedi. Number two and three. Fuck, what are we missing? What was on our list? I mean, you know, there's <laughs> there's The Beguiled, which came weirdly high in our official Beauty, list of Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Beauty and the Beast came out, didn't it? Was that this year? That, lo- that last year? Fuck. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. That's probably even... Is that as high or lower than Last Jedi, do you think? I reckon it's going to be lower. That's going to be right up there. I reckon that's going to be second. Just lower. Last Jedi will be first. This is domestic, isn't it? Yeah, because I know Last Jedi was underperforming in China. So Last Jedi won, Beauty and the Beast 2. I don't know for three. I've forgotten. I've got a blank. What else came out? Oh, Wonder Woman. We haven't mentioned that yet. Oh, yeah. That's got to be three. Yeah. Wonder Woman's got to be three. Or Final Blade answer, Runner? Wonder Woman at three, Beauty and yeah. Beast at two, and Jedi at one. Yeah, for domestic, yeah. <laughs> Your face. You're cringing as now. if the stakes are very high if this is wrong. They're so high. Hit, it. <laughs> Hit us with it. You. What was it? You are correct. In that order? <gasps> In that it. order. Wonder Woman at three, Beauty and the Beast at two, Star Wars The Last Jedi at one. Boom. We cracked the taste of America. Yep. <laughs> I'm fine. Look, I've said a lot of bad things about Wonder Woman, but I'm fine with that being wherever people want it. Beauty and the Beast pisses me off way, way more than Wonder Woman. It's not I'm a huge difference. Wonder Woman's two. at 412 million. Beauty and the Beast is at 504. And Star Wars is at 596. Just go and watch the fucking original cartoon, guys. It's amazing. And it's brilliant. And if they want to remake it, remake it. But do something different. Upsets Agreed. Me. And The Last Jedi, you can hear me, Alex, and Christina's thoughts if you go to our podcast, Star Wars Retrospective, which we just wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll, it'll be back in May. So mm-hmm. It'll keep coming. Mm-hmm. There you go. Thank you very much, Ali, for taking us through the top 20 films of 2017. You got it. Alexander Chard, very quickly, do you want to tell us some of the horror films that came out last year? Because it was a pretty good year for horror, but in my memory very mixed in terms of genre yeah so we already covered a couple which were it and get out which made the top 20 but also following those were uh happy death day which was sort of the the groundhog day horror kind of film slasher Slasher. i was trying to bring back slashes which hasn't happened fully yet but i try Mm -hmm. you enjoyed happy death day didn't you al yeah it's good fun it's i mean my main problem with it was the lead character is just not a nice person <laughs> like all the women in it are pretty bitchy all the guys are really stupid and you know jockey and it kind of wait i came away from it discussing why groundhog day works so well and it's because bill murray is i feel when you're older you can be cantankerous and people enjoy you as a woman or a man being old and moaning about stuff but when you're young and moaning about stuff you're just a dick or a bitch basically. right it's just like you're not nice yeah. you know uh, so it's hard to get on board yeah but yeah, it was good fun. It's slick and it's funny and it's well made. Cool beans. One we watched not long ago, Annabelle Creation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which was... And we'll definitely get into that, I feel, at the end of this podcast because there's there's a lot of comparisons between Annabelle Creation and the previous mm-hmm. Curse of Chucky. Yeah. And they both, yeah, they were in competition with each other this year. Gerald's Game. What is Gerald's Game? This is a cool Stephen King film. Went straight to Netflix. It's really good. It's really, I don't want to say anything about it, but it's a very simple setup. It's got adults in it, which is nice for once for a cool. horror film. And it's, yeah, on Netflix, worth checking out. Alien Covenant. I think 
for me, my worst film of the year, but purely from, not from necessarily execution, but just from what it does. Okay. Jigsaw. This is part of the Saw franchise, right? Well, yeah, it's back for the first time in eight. How many years has it been? It's been a long time. A franchise which you've publicly declared we will not be doing a retrospective on. We will never cover it. Or if we do, I just said I will never be You'll involved. You'll never be involved. That's fair. That's it. fair. A film that I yeah. thought there were far more of, but this is only the third release, Jeepers Creepers. That's yeah, right. Very, we went, me and Ali and a whole bunch, Justin and, and Katie and other, Ellen and Katie's friend. We dragged a whole bunch of people to go and see this. It was shown for one night only across the country and we got tickets and it was uh, not good. Not good. That's putting it nicely. <laughs> Which is very frustrating. I'm a huge fan of the first films, two films. I really am a huge fan. And this is the same director and writer and same stars and everything. Disappointing. Bad luck. Another sort of highly controversial film, Mother. I just watched this two days ago, actually. Yeah, because I'm, I'm really like blasting through all of the films that I missed last year before I can finally put up my top 20 films of the year. And I've got two more left to see, which I'm going to do tonight and tomorrow. And this was one of the last ones I finally got around to. And it was... Have you guys seen this film? Yeah, you've seen it. Yeah. Alex hasn't. Okay. Yeah, this is weird because this is one actually we bring it up again because listen to our top films of 2017. But one person on the podcast really loved it and another person who also didn't like uh, the Lego Batman movie and argued with me a lot about Wonder Woman literally I think turned to well, let's say it was Taylor. He turns to Taylor and just says like, I think yeah, anybody who pretends to like this film is a fucking idiot basically. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> there's no reason to like this film so... The message is just so, yeah, ham-fisted and, yeah, I don't know. It really, really, really annoyed him. So I was really intrigued because normally I like weird, pretentious films. I don't know. It's very weird. It's very, like, we had to go look it up afterwards and read interviews with Darren Aronofsky. And he does explain it very thoroughly. Like, literally, it's like, this character represents this, this character represents this, this character represents this, this scene means this. And really goes through every detail of the movie to explain it to you. Which in one hand, you got to be like, if you have to do that, then you... Because for me, it wasn't that clear. For me, it's like, I get all the messages, but they're becoming muddled. And I'm not sure exactly what you're trying to say. As soon as I read the interview with him, I'm like, oh, okay. It all makes perfect sense. And it really does. It works perfectly once you read the interview. But you're like, if I have to read that, yeah. you kind of failed. Then you didn't do your job. <laughs> yeah. And I think actually, for me, Katie actually really loved it. But Katie comes from a background where she's interested in what it's discussing for me i genuinely think if this was cut down to like 85 minutes i think i'd really love it but it goes on too long like the second i think the first hour i really enjoyed and i was like how can anyone love or hate this movie it's just like the first hour is just really well made and then the second hour is insane and it's just like yeah yeah the most interesting thing for me was that everyone that i spoke to about it felt ridiculously passionate about it whether it was either side of the spectrum they like fucking loved it and was like this is the best movie of the decade or were like this is a piece of shit i can't believe it's getting as much praise as it is and i went the thing is it's really oh it, but it, it really bombed like it really bombed yeah no. but it's really well made but it's the people really, who really enjoyed it like loved the shit out of it yeah, I, like I, I had this average on my Facebook feed of 8 out of 10 people thought it was the worst film of the year and 2 out of 10 people thought it was the best film of the year. And there was nothing in between. Whereas I definitely sit in between. I like came to judging it and I was like, I was like, I have to give this kind of a 7 because the things I love about it, I really love. And the things I don't, I really don't. Yeah. And it's... I went with Sean and we both left 
leaving like pretty indifferent about it like right. being oh, like yeah, that was okay. kind of weird that was it had some cool things but i don't really feel much for it just because it didn't do a whole lot to get us on board but it was like just kind of chaotic but not to the point where we were passionately against it did you read the interviews with him where he literally no i like came home out. and was like i could read into it and see if it makes more sense and then i was like i don't care Stay honestly, like stay on after this podcast once we stop recording because we should start talking about Chucky. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, tell, I'll, tell, I'll just tell you what he says because it will lose Alex and I'll tell you what it says because it's really it does make the film much, much better and much worse depending on who you are. Alex is meditating. <laughs> okay, back <laughs> to the list. You're gonna get 47 meters down. <laughs> the shark film with Mandy Moore. One of my sharky sharkies. Yeah, I yeah. like this movie, but I'm the only one. Uh, okay, uh, The Killing of the Sacred Deer. Oh, I meant to see this. Yeah, I just watched this as well. From the director of The Lobster and Alps and Dogtooth. I love all of his previous films, even though I have problems with them. I really didn't like this movie. And I really thought it was going to be one of my favorites. But yeah, I think the ideas are great, but the execution is way too, way too po-faced. Okay. Wish Upon. Really bad horror film. Yeah, bad the horror. trailer's like a remake awful. of Wishmaster. Okay. It's terrible. Don't see it. Leatherface. Woo! You can hear... Ali's favorite film <laughs> ever. She's a Texas lady. Yeah. Uh, you can hear our opinions on this on our Texas Chainsaw Massacre retrospective. Next one coming up, Rings. Part of the Ring franchise. Is this... Was that last yeah, year? Yeah, that started the year with... Fucking, yeah. It was like a long time ago. Yeah, that was when... Because you watched that with oh, me. Oh, yeah, we were in Haruka? London and Haruka. Is this, is this sort of like American reboot or is this a... Is this part of the American series of these films? It's canon, isn't it? It's both, I think. I think it's canon and a reboot i, I love anything ring based and this is terrible <laughs> it's really bad okay moving on by al's favorite director mcgee the babysitter i love this movie and any excuse to put it on the list i'm excited about because <laughs> no one will watch it nobody will watch it and i think it's a fucking great time it really is and you can just watch it for free on your netflix there you well, go. not for free check you it out on netflix, netflix. but you know the bye bye man i thought the trailers for this were really funny it was really I bad i couldn't even get through this one <laughs> yeah it looks try to looks watch pretty it. silly terrible phoenix forgotten i like that title it's a found footage alien movie it was all right Ooh, not great cool but all right and better than most i guess rounding out the list life yeah that was that big budget yeah i thought it was actually better than most people thought but kind of forgettable so really, I mean, that's a hugely mixed bag of horror films that you got Art House, you've got found footage, you've got trying to bring back slasher films, you've got a return of icons like Leatherface and Jigsaw, you've got supernatural spooky stuff still in there. Like, we don't know where we're at right now with horror films. Like, we are not in a pocket yet. And I'm interested to see when the dust settles, where we're going to be. Don Mancini hopes that we're going to obviously end up back in the 80s, 90s slasher world. Also heard some interviews with him. He's personally more of a fan of the sort of postmodernism of scream so i think he wants to be getting back to sort of bride of chucky style but he doesn't think people want that right now they want more serious horror um which is why we have cold of chucky slightly different tone from curse of chucky which was four years earlier was it uh 2013 yep that's me doing math but yeah here we are uh you guys ready should we just get into it we're gonna have some confusing things in this film so i've had to come up with certain ways for us to talk about certain characters as we go through the film okay just to make it clear so i'm gonna let you know what we're calling what we're calling characters and if you have different names for characters you can let me know 
So we open up on a tall building. We're in a city. There's no music. It's just nighttime. Immediately trying to. There are clouds. Moons, so we'll get to clouds later. Oh, yeah. I've got my notes on the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you're looking happy. But yeah, that's like we're immediately in spooky atmosphere. We're definitely back in Curse of Chucky sort of style, even though we're in a proper city now. We're not in a gothic sort of little woodland area with a you know single lone house. We're in a city. And we're in, immediately into a conversation where we're debating Second Amendment rights between Andy. Andy Barkley is back. Woo! Uh, we saw him, obviously, in the post-credits on the unrated version of Curse of Chucky. Woo! And here he is on a date with a girl called Rachel, and the date's not going well. <laughs> He's saying stuff like, I'm not into guns, I just have a couple... But it turns out she's Googled him so she knows about his past with Chucky. So he explains that his babysitter was murdered. And then we get a kind of the comedy line along with 37 other people that we know of. <laughs> yeah, so I think we all, well, I don't know. Ali, you certainly, when we saw Alex at the end of the unrated version of Curse of Chucky, it was a nice surprise for people. I felt his acting was a little wooden there. I'm immediately feeling like he's much, much better here in this opening yeah. scene. How are you feeling? Al? He is much better. I I wrote down Andy with lots of whys. <laughs> and yeah. Lots of whys. Just cause, I mean, I think we're watching these movies so close back to back that we all kind of expected him to, or I expected him to be in it. I know you two may have looked at the IMDb, but I am prohibited from doing that before we watch these. So I wasn't for sure certain that he was going to be on it, but I was excited to see him. Excited that he's an adult and excited to see if he's like grown, <laughs> Damn in, child actors. grown into his acting skills. But yeah, I thought he was better here. I thought it was like a just like a good representation of 21st century dating world where you can Google your date and you're screwed if you have any shit yeah, on you. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> if you've ever claimed a doll has killed 37 people around you're you, screwed. you're screwed. They're going to find it. Yeah, I know. I like Alex here. My only problem with him is actually what they do with his hair, where they really like smoosh it smoosh. down into this weird high bowl cut. They really do. And then in the interviews with him, his hair's cool and it's all kind of tousled and stuff. It's like, why don't you just do that? Why has he got this weird, like, I don't, I don't like it at all. It looks very weird to me. But his acting's cool and I was happy. Like, to be clear, I saw this as soon as it came out, the day it came out uh, in October last year. And... Yeah, I had no idea what was going to happen. It had been three years, I think, since I had last seen The Curse of Chucky. And I was really pumped to realize, oh, awesome. They're actually going to bring Andy back. That's really cool. Yeah, I was really I was really happy seeing him. Because I, as, as sort of wooden and a little clumsy as that credit scene was in the unrated version, like I still really liked it. So I was really happy to see him back here. And at this point, I wasn't sure... If this beginning was just going to be another little cameo, if it was going to continue through, but I was like, awesome. But my issue was like tying that into the, like my issue then became about the fact that that scene with him in the last film was a post credit scene added to the unrated version. And then bringing him in here, like has no tie into that ending because that ending wasn't in the rated version that everybody saw. Like, so for me, yeah. I was just like, this no, doesn't exactly. make, but they make it, yeah, so that was like... They make it canon here, though, don't they? Can they yeah. do a little flashback yeah. to that moment? Yeah, they do. So they're definitely going with, no, that uh, that was the real version of the film. That did happen. 
and this is following on directly from that but yeah you're absolutely right like to follow on from the rated version makes no sense whatsoever they just shouldn't bring out rated versions of these films it doesn't make any sense why would you yeah oh and just to be clear you guys watch the unrated version of this film right because yes 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 yeah two versions of this as well if you're downloading i had to actually read i bought this before but i didn't bring it with me so i had to re-download it on itunes and it didn't say whether it was rated or unrated which got me nervous but then it was the unrated i version don't remember sure. mine prompting uh, again, me again it had the post credit scene i think it just did you have a post credit scene no oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll see if there's any differences then because ali watched the rated version it appears not the unrated version okay so the girl leaves rachel is not impressed with his history <laughs> yeah be- so andy goes home and now suddenly <laughs> he's in a snowy yep. cabin <laughs> is it he the was, same night is he coming back he from was in like city? a city with because they showed more bad clouds after the date outside with like skyscrapers and then he's all of a sudden like in a very remote snowy cabin yeah you know what it made me one made when, me wonder and maybe this is just being too much of a star wars nerd but i was like is this the has he gone and built a cabin in the woods where he was hunted down in Child's Play 3 near the military school. Like, has he gone back, oh, like, like in, a, in a Darth Vader goes and lives on Mustafa, the lava planet where he becomes Darth, where he's consumed by the lava. <laughs> has Alex Vincent gone back to set up a cabin in the woods where Chucky tried to kill him? I like that. That's, like where, that. that's where my th- mind went. I think we should say yes. Yeah. Okay. I think we should say okay, yes. Okay, cool. But yeah, as we said, this film was filmed in Canada. So I guess maybe in Canada you have cities next to snowy mountains yeah. like this. I, I mean, it could also be uh, that don't he's get to see the streets like, of the city. Because he has Chucky on a platter now. He's hiding from society and has Spoilers. like a home that's unregistered and all that. And it could also be he'll go and any lengths to get a date, this man. Andy Park. He'll drive for hours no to the city. Too far that he won't drive Poor guy. for a date with a hot lady. Do you know? Do you know what's really weird is when you go on IMDb, this girl who plays Rachel, she's, she's the first the top one who pops up. I, I just noticed that. Was she's like, the first one. she's in like, like five seconds of this, this movie. Girl, I don't remember her. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so here we are. Andy's in this little cabin in the snowy mountains. They draw out the scene as he's walking around his cabin. We see a case full of not one, not two, but dozens—a fucking armory of just guns, which immediately got a chuckle from Katie, who was sitting next to me on this rewatching. And I, I really, I really love this opening. Like, I'm really happy the first time I was watching this. Like, this is cool. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I like snowy horror films anyway. And then we're here. Then we have like a frame jumper from Kent Military Loved Academy, it. which is tying into Alex's ethos of where That's, he might uh, be. This was at a point when I first, I think I paused it right away. And I said to Carter, I turned to him, I was like, Kent Military School, Child's Play 3. And that's when he said the line to me. Oh my God, like <laughs> you're so like... It, like you're so deep into <laughs> yeah, this exactly. you've got like your own chucky dictionary and chucky bible yeah. and <laughs> yeah it's like you don't have to explain all the things in the background <laughs> i got it he needs to understand you can't just jump on so yeah he takes down this frame jumper and behind it is a safe he goes to open it and then inside there is the chucky head so this is and we'll get into this but this is as confirmed online the franchise chucky this is the original chucky as we can is noted by the fact he has scars still all over his face and he is butchered as fuck he has like half his face is missing 
definitely has like real internal organs here and he's just been nailed to a plank of wood essentially i fucking love it which then andy takes out this was the i mean this for me was like i i had remembered enjoying curse of chucky and then coming back and just putting this on i was like what the fuck is going on this is awesome i was immediately like this is great never in a million years this is how i think the film would begin yeah it co- it completely caught me by surprise i was not expecting it and i fucking loved it it looked so fucking cool it looked really cool so he ungags this little chucky face and lights up a doobie and then chucky's oddly reserved he's not like as baiting as normal he seems to sort of come to terms with like it's clear that yes that actually i said earlier i thought it'd been a few months but yeah it's clear it has been a few years because chucky seems to sort of gotten used to this yes, life so like i live in a box this is my home <laughs> exactly i live in my safe and every now and then you take me out to talk to me and, t- and, and tell me. me about your dates yeah and they do seem to have this almost like flatmate relationship yeah because while okay like they get high together and then chucky makes a little joke bite at him so andy about goes the and gets girl a he was just with yeah he says he says <laughs> yeah like- uh, now we'll never know if she was a natural redhead yeah but this is great because it's like that's such a chucky line but he's saying it in this more somber kind of tone so i'm really liking this version of chucky that's here yeah he's got no power and i like yeah i really like this relationship between them because it's fucked up and you can tell andy's a little bit reliant on him and it's like well if you can burn him then surely you could gradually just burn all of him couldn't you until he's completely melted away so he has to be keeping him purely for perverse reasons isn't it it's just like this is just retribution. That's all it is. And loneliness because no one else will stick around in his life. Yeah. yeah, and it's that control, isn't it? Because every time he has tried to kill Chucky, he's come back anyway. So if he if he has him as he is and sort of leaves, Locked him, up in a safe. Yeah, leaves him on that edge of death, then, then he can't do anything. Yeah. There's no fucking factory that's going to take melted down Chucky's blood and pour it into latex <laughs> and make a whole army of new Chucky's. <laughs> So then we got a title shot. I kind of like this. It's very simple black modern lettering on a white background. Very stark, very stylish. Um, and then we get a sort of weird TV show sort of style opening as we get a montage from Curse of Chucky, which I feel a lot of horror movies do this. If you watch any Friday 13th movies, they almost always start with a previously on Jason. We haven't really had that with Chucky that much. This one kind of works for me. I think if you're going to do it, this sort of works. It's just like a quick little recap yeah. of things. Because even if you did see Curse, it'd have been four years for yeah. most people. It's a while. Carter said he felt that it it sort of was like a David Fincher sort of style opening credit seed. <laughs> it was definitely going for that modern TV show uh, sort of style. Yeah, the thing sure. like I felt was, I commented on the last one for that feeling very TV-like. And this as well has those elements, but I feel like the production value is so much higher on this one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's no... There's no public budget for this, so I couldn't find out how much it was made for compared to Curse of Chucky. But this one for me definitely feels, yeah, a step above in terms of how it looks. It's the same cinematographer, but maybe they just got used to working with each other a bit better now. Don't know if they have more money. Yeah, and then after this opening credits, we're back with Nika, which again, I was really excited about that because I didn't know the first time I watched it for sure. I know I told you guys she would be returning. She's getting electric shock treatment in a mental institute which I didn't know they still did, do they? Like, is this meant to be a legit mental That's what I wrote down. Or? Do they still practice shock therapy? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, all of because that even- whole thing, even, like, just the mental 
institute itself felt very kind of archaic to me. <laughs> yeah, because we're definitely yeah. in the 20, like, like today's day and age because they're talking about Googling your date and all that. So I'm curious. Like I, I oh, it's a genuine sure. question. I have no idea if they still do that or not. Yeah, maybe they do. Now I'm scared. Now I know. That's what I'm like, I don't <laughs> like thinking that this still happens. <laughs> but we just reviewed Leatherface pretty recently. Yeah, Ali, and I and think they, we they we also were like, that doesn't happen. No, but that one like that one's like a redneck, like dirty yeah. mental institute. And that doctor's doing it behind closed doors. Like he's not meant to be doing the electric. Yeah, no, this is organized and Whereas this is, yeah, this is legitimate. This <laughs> like is their practice. <laughs> and then they stop showing, oh, no, don't worry. She's paralyzed by poking her in the foot with a needle. And showing that. <laughs> Which I feel is purely for the audience. But a psychiatrist who is, what's his face? I said his name earlier. Dr. Ms. Foley. Dr. Foley. Yeah. He seems to have convinced her that she was schizophrenic and that Chucky wasn't real. And that she was actually the killer of all of her family members in Curse of Chucky. And... Yeah, my apologies, because I do have it written down, but we established here that we're exactly four years on from Cursor. Um, and, um, so he tells that it's going to be... Sorry, also, just for sorry. clarity, where she has the electroshock therapy is different to where she ends up, right? Because isn't she transported? Good. Yeah, yeah so that's to make the sure. first hospital yeah, that no, she's, she, she's She's currently at, wait for it, Lockmore, that's, because that's it right. has more locks in it. There you go. <laughs> you get Should I get there my tiny drum set? <laughs> uh, but he tells that he's going to transfer her to Harrogate, which is a medium security. But Nika isn't keen to forgive herself. She's still blaming herself for everything that's happened. I had to note here that I really, I'm liking the score here. Like it was feeling, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was standing out for me a bit more. Yeah. It was kind of mature. I had some moments um, of that. Then we get her checking into Harrogate. We're in a remote snowy location. She discovers that there's no cameras and medium security. And we have a, a nurse, Carlos, who helps move her in, who's apparently normally mean to most people, but takes a bit of a shining to her. So I'm so, like, I know I said on Curse of Chucky, I'm a big fan of Fiona Durif. Like, with that, I thought she did a great job. I think she does an even better job here right at the gate. Like, I'm immediately really impressed. Agreed. I think she's perhaps too good of an actress for these films but at least she she certainly she <laughs> certainly like helps elevate it and puts it in that kind of tone that it's aiming for now yeah there was a thing that don mancini said in maybe that interview actually where he said like he finds her really important because she grounds the films like yeah and then in a film where you have this doll running around being silly and you're trying to play it now like he is both for scares and humor and he's definitely trying to play it a bit more for humor in this one than he was in curse she's so important because she does keep it grounded and relatable the whole time which is great and we get this yeah i mean carlos seems to bond with her because he tells her that his husband has ms so then he leaves her some gum which is like the the sign of i know what you're going through here's some chewing gum but this is a setup for a little nod that we're going to get in a minute the facility is perfectly white like everything in this is white i have a history of not liking horror films set in mental institutes because of this because they're normally just too clean too white it's very boring to me there's not much that's interesting about a mental institute and here it's like as minimalist as could possibly be like it is glowing it's like yeah. a max store yeah you know? i really yeah i was saying that to carter i actually liked that sort of like really washed out almost white white and gray kind of look that yeah it's sort of like just like yeah glowing off the screen i guess 
but I liked it. It sort of gave it a bit more of a, for me, it didn't necessarily play up that the, the starkness of, of it being this, this mental institution. It sort of, for me, played up more like seeing it from like a dreamlike, like from the mind and playing with that psychology a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I thought they had some cool shots down the hallway with like the lighting and like little pockets of lights in all the entryways. And there's a shot a little bit later on once. Well, we'll we'll get there. Oh, will we? We will. We should if we're going through the movie. It's just shot really well. Yeah, I don't don't know why I'm liking it here, but I just do like it here. I like the setting. Yeah, and everyone's dressed in shades of gray and white. Like it's just it, it very much is one palette. So she's in this uh, lounge area, which is full of different sort of drug docile patients. We don't really see most of them ever again. This is one kind of scene where we get a bunch of extras in to show the majority of the hospital. And then after this, we're pretty much with her peer group for the rest of the film. Everyone else just disappears. And then we get this woman, this old woman comes over. And I love this bit. She says, excuse me, could you see me? And says that no one can see her because she died like years ago. And then we get this sort of, for me, a, a very bad jump scare as a guy who's called Michael, we're going to learn later, multiple Malcolm, jumps out to tell the lady that everyone can see her and she's just a crazy person. But I love this I love this idea. I want when I'm old just to walk up to people and pretend I'm a ghost. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Dress in white. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't particularly like the introduction of Michael with that jump scare. And then I thought he was too sort of almost too clean cut and like his shirt was too sort of nice and new that I was like, is he a patient? And then it like pans out and he's got like brand new pajama pants on and it's like, okay, he's a patient, but it just didn't feel too convincing to me. Yeah, they do a pretty good job of making her look like rugged still, like her hair is kind of a mess and she has circles under her eyes, but he looked very polished, at least waist up. Yeah. Well, there's a reason for that, I feel, which is we have to have an immediate connection between these two. She has to have a friend immediately in here who she trusts. <laughs> yeah, which we'll get to in a second. But he does say that he was home homeless once. Um, and then he's all envious of Carlos's gum. Do you guys recognize this guy? Because he was in Curse of Chucky. Who? This actor? No. Yep. 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 No, I do not. Is he the delivery I'm guy? What? No, but good guess. He played Officer Staten in ah. Curse of Chucky, which is the one... I believe the one who then is like, no, I've got to go back to the house and then like turns the car around and gets killed almost immediately. Wait, sorry, who who does he play? Officer Staten. Ah. <laughs> you Googling right now? <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, because when I saw him, I was like, I feel like I recognize this guy, but potentially I just recognize him from TV or something for something small at some point, some other weird genre film. Um. But yeah, he gets all envious of Carlos's gum. He tells Fiona... So yeah, sorry, in my head, I like to... Because we're, we're going to learn later on that this guy's multiple personality syndrome. And I like to pretend that the police officer in the previous film was one of his multiple personalities. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and he just... Back before he was put in a mental institute, he just put on different people's clothing to <laughs> suit the persona. <laughs> so he just turned up to one of the crime scenes dressed as a police officer and everyone went along with it. So canon, it works. Yeah, he tells Fiona that the nurse Ashley is his guardian angel. We don't really get much more of Ashley throughout the rest of the film, so I don't know if we really hear her say more than sort of two sentences. And she's like the stereotypical, sexy, ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. high-cut nurse. I wrote the cartoonish, sexy nurse. Ridiculous. 
but it's kind of weird because i said to katie afterwards it's like but isn't it weird like you get you get the stereotypical sexy nurse in here but then they do nothing with it they don't have have a relationship with everyone they don't have a get her kit off or even change into like underwear at any point she's just and she's not even that they don't even do much with her that is that sexy it's like what's even no the there's point? just like one it's shot so of her walking toward the camera where like you can see the top of her thigh yeah and it's like it's, is this purely for trailers so you got one shot of a sexy lady because there's no sex appeal in this film otherwise um cut cut has said to me that he, he said that it looked like it looked like a nurse's outfit you'd get from a costume shop yeah it's like a halloween yeah, nurse costume does. I tell you what it feels like to me. What it feels like to me is when you have a writer, created director who's been making this for 30 years and he's on his third one in a row that he's done all three services on. And then he's making all these great decisions with this film, which I think he makes lots of interesting decisions. And then at three in the morning, you know, you get that email through from someone on your production crew and he is feeling a bit horny at that point. <laughs> and he's like, tell you what, put her in this. <laughs> Just like sends through a link to some stupid sexy nurse outfit and then the next day he turns up on set and he's like oh that was a bad idea <laughs> you caught me at a weak moment <laughs> but i think don mancini's gay anyway actually i don't think he's i think he's gay pretty sure michael or so yeah purely for for uh, multiple malcolm also makes another redhead joke here our second redhead joke yeah he oh. does that was really uncomfortable yeah yes do you want to give it <laughs> Just kind of I just wrote, he says another redhead joke. I can't even remember what it was. Is he like, you still he, love redheads or something? He says you still got a thing for redheads. That's it, yeah. 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 Um, and then he realized, yeah, because he's realized who Fiona is. And what's the end result of that? Let's go fuck at the bottom of the yeah. stairwell. That was insane. <laughs> so what was that? What was that? <laughs> they haven't had sex in I'll a tell long you what, time. This was the moment. Yeah, I love I this do too. scene so Like, can you imagine? I'm it's... sure it's been, I mean, she's been in there for four years. She's probably not had sex for four. Well, we find out. Anyway, we'll get there. But consciously, she's not had sex for four years. Yep. And she's like, and I don't know. I remember seeing this. I was like, I'm in with Andy. That's great. I'm in with Chucky, like on the little plinth thing. And of like, oh, that's great. I don't know how you're going to then use him effectively, but I'm great. And then I'm really in because we've got Fiona back and she's doing better than ever. And then I suddenly had this scene. It's like, I don't know if I've ever seen someone in a wheelchair having sex before. Like, and it's in the wheelchair. I'm also least. curious if she and has feeling. Yep. I, I, in her I, vagina. I, I was wondering that too. It just depends what type you have. Like people get, yeah, the feeling sensation cuts off at different points from up to your legs to your waist. Like it could go. So clearly she does because she seemed to be having yeah. a good time. <laughs> Or she's just happy to have interaction. I thought it was really, I don't know, I thought it was handled really well. And this to me was like, oh, all right, Don Mancini, you're doing something that doesn't feel exploitive at all. And it feels really I mature, agree. I wrote that which down. Which isn't a word I'll use much that's, with that's this That's true. It did catch me by surprise, though. Just also on the buildup of their conversation. Because I wasn't initially sure whether she actually was responding to him, like in a positive way. And then it cut to that. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And to be clear, she doesn't know that he has multiple dis right. like personality disorder yeah. at this point. She Oof. just thinks, oh, he's a sexy guy. Before this, I had actually kind of been thinking that they were going to try to introduce her and Andy as like a love interest. Just because we start with Andy on a date, you're assuming that Chucky is going to interact with Nika. So that must mean that Andy's going to interact with Nika later on. So I was like, oh, I wonder if they'll team up and become a romantic yeah. item. 
And then um, I was like, ooh. No, exactly. Like there's only more. one there's only one girl who's not gonna run away from your past. <laughs> and Ali, other. may I just ask, does this early sex scene make up for the lack of puppet penis so far? Nothing will ever make up for the lack of puppet penis except for puppet penis. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> no, that that should is go on a t-shirt. That is a tweet you need to send to Don <laughs> <Yeah>. Mancini. <laughs> I'm assuming they didn't have that in the uh, unrated right, so version. We... Otherwise, you would have brought it up already. Oh, there was there was so much puppet yeah. cock everywhere. Alan, I'm just gonna out. Google it. You I'm missed not out. Gonna go back. <laughs> so, all right, we're in group class. So in group class, and this is our main collection. We've got Michael, who is multiple Malcolm. We've got Nika, and then we've got Claire, Madeline. The ghost lady, who we find out is called Angela, and we get the same doctor as before, who apparently is working <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> which I don't really understand how he's both at high security and medium security, but here he is. And ghost lady says that Chucky called her on the phone and said to tell Nika that he's coming for her now that she can finally have visitors because she's in medium security. Uh, did you guys like how when she speaks up, they turn around and she rises from the seat like a vampire? <laughs> yes she's dead <laughs> don't you remember it's so weird it's true. so weird true but we've got like th they're interesting characters you've got was it claire is the one it's the asian lady who's uh, just kind of high strung the whole time basically and then you've got madeline who we find are going to find out lost her child and we don't know how at this point and she's definitely kind of more soft and broken and then you've got ghost lady angela who's a ghost but yeah nika laughs laughs it off immediately that chucky rang up this ghost lady and the doctor says well i think that i have something that will help and we all know exactly what that's going to be straight away don't we was there any doubt on what he was going to do pulls out the old good guys doll which he says he bought from hot topic yeah which I thought <laughs> was a nice um just going back to the the characters here then this introduction to basically our ensemble they're immediately more likable and more complex than the curse of chucky ensemble i agree i agree i agree completely yeah normally again i don't like mental institutes because you could just get crazy crazy people and none of these people i mean they're borderline in, in moments but none of them are too over the top with stuff yet anyway and, and yeah and they're all they're all good decent yeah. actors like no one is doing like her sister's job oh, in the God. previous film like it's all good enough that it's nothing. And the other thing is, like you know, in a, I mean, I guess like a sort of fun kind of. I don't, I don't want to say trashy horror film, but like in a fun kind of horror film like this, you know, they could be a little insensitive with like the mental health issue side of things. But I think it's handled like with care, like each of their issues and what they're dealing with in, and it's dealt with in a kind of sincere sort of way and yeah not overplayed or yeah i thought that yeah was i agree cool. well again it's not too yeah. exploitative you know yeah I, I mean we you know there is the ties from this and there's a whole bunch of them there's like three nods to it but which is one flew over the cookies nest which as we talked about before brad duriff that was his first film which that was one he was oscar nominated for wasn't it was one flew over the cookies nest for his first movie and there's a whole bunch of nods there that one of the nods is actually the chewing gum in the previous scene when um, Nika gives it to Michael, because that's the scene from the original, from, sorry, One Flew of the Cookies Nest, where he gives it to Chief, and actually says exactly the same line as Michael says in this. Um, so there's, there's loads of little nods to that stuff. 
yeah so madeline immediately thinks that the chucky doll is her baby and starts sort of holding it like a baby and this is where i have written down michael does an alex chard by pulling his hoodie <laughs> yes he does <laughs> yep i uh <laughs> i gave him a little nod when he did that move and i said i i feel I you brother. understand <laughs> i feel you brother i understand i enjoy your yeah. moves sir you I will be safe in that little hood <laughs> nothing can also get you. just want to mention here the doll speaks and introduces itself as chucky and the doctor immediately says because the guy i think asks like oh, do they have other names and he's like well two percent of the dolls were called chucky which kind of fills a tiny sort of plot hole i guess because yeah we'd never heard any other dolls call themselves chucky before that's true yeah that is true so yeah then we skip to lunch madeline's feeding her baby or the chucky doll claire tells her that her baby is dead like her real baby because that's kind of what claire does she just is brutal horrible hard truth so everybody the whole time with no sensitivity not really sure do we ever find out what claire's in there for no because she's i don't really know she just seems yeah. like not she a nice something person. something <laughs> about arson because they're like why don't you someone mentioned something about oh, her she burning burned something her house. down she burned her house down yeah that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh okay okay i must i missed that because i was like i don't think you can put people in a men's suit for not being a nice person but if you can <laughs> yeah. have a list she didn't kill anybody though she made sure to clear that up <laughs> that's true yeah so fiona yeah nika's got some real bite here which i'm enjoying and like claire like and her immediately have a bit of a rivalry and you know she says what are you going to do you're going to kill me as well and, and nika says don't be ridiculous they don't even give us access to real cutlery <laughs> which i thought was a cool line then we learn this is the point where we learn that michael does have multiple personality syndrome and madeline says that his real name in the real world is malcolm so they call him multiple malcolm which he's upset about and nika has a bit of a oh shit i just had sex with <laughs> who knows who because it wasn't even his Could real have personality been michael probably. phelps yeah that's why i was that's why i was so confident now he's all mumbly and yeah. nervous and together and i like to think it was michael knight from the knight rider <laughs> tv show that'd be cool so nika has a visitor and it is jennifer jennifer tilly or tiffany valentine or whatever you want to call her who alex yeah. is happy so we saw her obviously at the end of the last film briefly they're bringing her in a little bit more here really trying to like tie in all the lore from the previous films I'm, and I'm, she reveals that she is so no i was just gonna say i'm happy because of my ongoing admiration for jennifer tilly to just keep returning in this role <laughs> and have have oh, yeah. you know to have the like to be sort of made fun of basically in many aspects yeah she does like the whole like jennifer is it tiffany yeah like i can't even keep it track yeah. of it anymore. but yeah so she reveals and this was important as well so what we learn is you know in the last episode at the end we get up just before end credit scene and the last film and we're like what the fuck is the point of this whole scene of him going to the granddaughter of the family or not the granddaughter sorry the niece of nika when the grandma was there and then he suffocates the grandma but then the grandma comes back to life and we're like what the fuck is the point of all of that well obviously he does end up properly killing the grandma between curse of chucky and cult of chucky because tiffany reveals that she's become nika's niece's legal guardian i don't really know how that happens but there you go although i guess she's jennifer tilly in 
this world, isn't she? So Jennifer Tilly can adopt whoever she wants, probably. She yeah, but go she's by introduced that name, here. Yeah, she's introduced here as Miss Valentine, which is Tiffany's last day. Whoa, it's a head yeah. fuck. Yeah, it's a head fuck. Because then I was thinking Tiffany's body would have been found in the tub before she was, after she was put in the doll. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, that bit's a little bit messy. Yeah, we definitely have like a big chunk here that's missing. But then Tiffany tells Nika that her niece is dead. So there's also in interviews with Don Mancini, he's saying how much he loves it because like getting these two together was so exciting for him. It's the first time they've shared screen time together. And Tiffany is obviously, Jennifer Tilly is very much Jennifer Tilly. She's doing what she does. And Dorif is, you know, again, grounding the scene for him. For me, this was my first time when I, for the first time when I watched this, I was like, I'm still... I was never a big fan of Jennifer Tilly as much as you guys were. I think she works in context of Bride of Chucky and stuff. This scene, her, her Jennifer acting doesn't work for me in this scene. It's like we've had a pretty somber, mature film so far. And now we're getting Bride of Chucky style acting again. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if this works. Yeah, for me, I turned to Carter after, after this scene. So like, yeah, she sets up that the niece has died and says to Nika... She wanted you to have this because I'm sure you were getting to this right now and gives her another good guy's doll. And then she leaves. And I turned to Carter at that point and I was like, I love, I, I, like I talked about how much I love her lack of ego and all that kind of stuff in doing these films. But if that was all she was going to do in this film, for me, that would have been perfect. Like I loved her little cameo in the last one and I love her appearance here. And, and it, it does feel sort of out of context of where they're trying to set it tonally. Um, because it sort of takes it back to those kind of more cartoony elements. But I feel that like if it was in that small dose, I was like, cool. I accept it in this sort of little world. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. It's short enough. It doesn't ruin anything for me, but I'm still fine with Jennifer Tilly not being a part of these movies, to be honest. Yeah. Like I'm still fine with them <laughs> getting away with that and just going back to just Chucky. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like you say, then she hands her, she says your niece died of a broken heart, which again... I don't know how many 12-year-olds die of broken hearts, but all right. But her niece wanted her to have something, which is this this Chucky doll or good guy's doll. But they turn me back around because I'm like, I don't like the scene, but I'm, what the fuck is going on? Because we know where Chucky yeah. is. He's nailed to a plank. But now we've got two Chucky dolls in this mental institute. And, and I really fucking, I loved it immediately. So this is where my mind went when this part happened. So we see chucky and we have two chucky dolls so initially immediately i'm like okay one of these chucky dolls is gonna start killing around the the mental institution and my thinking like my early prediction at this point was that don mancini had skewed the timeline slightly so that the scene we saw with andy at the end of curse oh. of chucky and the scene we saw at the beginning uh, of this film actually happened after this period in the mental institution. Okay. So that's where that that's where I was thinking the setup was going to be. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I had no clue the first time. I was just along for the ride. I my so I mean backtracking a tiny bit. My main problem with the Jennifer Tilly scene because it is such a shift from the tone that we've been pushed into with this and it is much more mature and serious until she comes back in which it's i think if nika were not in this scene i totally agree that 
like she does a great job of keeping it grounded. And if it were just Jennifer Tilly with the doctor, I think I would hate it a lot more. But my main problem is that once she leaves, everything to this point has been treated respectfully and kind of like in the world that we know and understand and it makes sense to us. And so it feels weird that the doctor doesn't really do anything after Jennifer Tilly's character leaves. And he's just kind of like, oh, she just found out her niece died. I don't need to get into a session with her and talk to her. I don't need to make it a bigger deal that she didn't call ahead and tell me. Like, he just doesn't really handle anything. I was like, well, that's weird. He's been like a a normal doctor character up until this point. Which then maybe they're setting it up for later on when we like see more of him and understand more of him. But yeah, no, completely. He's just like, I mean, at least they do give us the reaction of him turning to to Tiffany and just going, oh, I wish you had told me that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but yeah, there's no realistic reaction to this. It's like, it's yeah, it's 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 just purely there because they need it. They need it to happen. So. It has to happen. But Nico obviously doesn't want the Chucky doll, so she walks out and leaves it with the Doctor. And yeah, they're immediately shooting this new Chucky like they did the old ones. This is immediately, this one's suspicious. They're shooting him like over the shoulder shoulder of the Doctor. They walk down the hallway and you get like both the Chuckies there like, like by each other. And then straight away, as soon as the Doctor leaves him in his office, you get Chucky blinking immediately. So there's no... They're not drawing it out anymore. They're telling you immediately, yep, something else is happening here. Alex, that's an interesting idea. Like Maybe they'll fuck up with the time scale of it. I hadn't thought of that at the time. I was just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on the first time I was watching this movie. But I was like, all right, Don, I'm happy for you to do whatever you're going to be doing. And then we got our first Chucky POV, which is a celebratory moment in any yeah. child's play movie. Very smooth. Uh, as he walks towards Carlos. Yeah, he's a smooth walker. Well, it's it's slick floors. You could probably just slide <laughs> most of the way. <laughs> he just runs slides and then slides down the hall. Risky business style. Yeah, he spots Carlos, who's a, <laughs> risky. <laughs> he spots Carlos, who's on night duty, and then opens up a drawer that's labeled sharps, in which there's a fucking arsenal of blades. Not under lock and, and key. <laughs> no, clearly labeled. Just right there and organized perfectly. Not in a store cupboard, just right there on the front desk. With the only nurse on duty Um, in headphones. Yes, exactly. Well, actually, this is Carlos on duty, isn't it? Yeah, but who is that? Yeah, he's at the desk. Ali, I have have you written down here. Does Ali approve of this reflection shot? I wrote down (laughs) and I was like, round two, Don Mancini. (laughs) He does love his original ideas, so he, he, he sticks with them and he does them again if he hasn't done it yet. Yep. So yeah. Was this it's, one? Is, it's much this clearer. <laughs> okay. So it's a more polished reflection knife shot. Literally. Yeah. I think this one is better. This one's better than the blood shot, you're saying. All right. Ali, Ali ruling. But Chucky doesn't kill him. And now we get to see Chucky's face. It looks very different. It's wider. It's more... To me, it looks more like a real boy, which weirds me out a bit. This doesn't look at all... I didn't notice that. Like, I didn't notice it the first time I watched it because there have been years between them. But watching it from Curse to this, I was like, this is not the same Chucky at all. Like, And I know there are a few different versions of Chucky and Curse. My, well, my personal favorite was the worried looking, looking very creepy, mouth slightly open Chucky. But here he's like, I don't know, he looks like it's kind of... He looks more like a Cabbage Patch Kid than I think he ever has. And he looks just kind of like a real boy. And I don't like it 
it's not one of my favorite designs for him i'll be honest yeah i was hoping for that one expression to come back from the last film that we spoke about sort of being unsettling and which i didn't actually like initially but then really really liked yeah and here i yeah he looks he kind of seed of chucky remember how it was like he looked really polished and clean in that that's kind of got that feel like the two dolls are just very yeah clean and i don't know yeah and without any of the scars obviously mm. so he's like very polished um and then there was a bit in that bit when he's walking down the hall i don't know if you guys noticed it for a few shots there it felt like there was an inconsistency in his neck length <laughs> like right. there was like a, there was a couple of shots of the, the the puppet i guess speaking to when he was having the conversation with ghost lady where his neck looked a little too long for a few few of those shots and right. then and <laughs> just so he could look up kind of i thing. mean it wasn't even that it was looking up it was just like it was just like it was like it was stretched and then it and then it sort of it sat back in his collar again in his like little shirt it was weird yeah. right yeah, he just looks weird to me throughout this film. He's like this little chubby boy. And I don't know, I don't, I don't, it doesn't really do much for me. Uh, but yeah, he runs into Ghost Lady in the hall, who then tells him where Nika is. And they have this great little conversation that I really enjoy, where she's like, no, 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 you're not real, you're in my head. And then he promises to come back to kill her, and then walks off saying, fucking Cuckoo's Nest, which is yet another nod. <laughs> but I love this, it's so great. You can have him out in the open and people could see him and they just won't accept him yeah. because you're in a mental institute. I, I really love, so like so far, I've really enjoyed the Chucky tone and humor in this film. Like even going back before, we did, I forgot to mention it, when he smokes the spliff with with Andy and then he goes, ah, and like frightens him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he I just love to bite him. his attitude here. There's like such a his really- signature move. We've always talked about the balance of that, of the humor and his sort of sadistic evil side. And there's yeah. like yeah. a really wonderful balance here that makes it very enjoyable. Yeah, I'm just still like, I don't know if it is just the look adds to it, but I'm just still, I want to get back. Even at this point in the movie, I'm like, I want to get back to that other Chucky because I love the look of that fucked up face Chucky and that relationship that they had. But yes, okay, so we're with this one. He's heading towards Nika's room. We get a brief shadow POV shot, which, you know, they keep doing. And then he walks over to Nika's bed. But nice little twist. He finds that she's cut her wrist with a piece of metal from her wheelchair. Um, and through her blurry vision, she can just about see him as she blacks out. She then wakes up the next morning to find her wrist has been crudely sewn back together and bandaged. And that Chucky has written in the pool of blood under her bed. Not so fast. I was Bad like thinking beforehand, like I, I think Fiona Jurif's awesome and she like carries this film, obviously. But I was like, wow, Don Mancini's making a crazy bold choice if she commits suicide. Yep. And I, and, but there was a part of me that was like, that's... That would have been such well, a bad idea. Well, part of me was like, that's idea. interesting. Like, that's going to be cool to see how that plays out. And I thought it was super bold. Yeah, what does Chucky do when he's robbed of the person he yeah, wants to kill? exactly. Well, what, what does he do? It could just be Chucky trapped in a mental institute. <laughs> and no one believes that he's real, so he can't get out. <laughs> no, he can just walk in the open. Yeah, so... But I love this. I love that he's like fucking with her and he wants to torture her. He doesn't want to kill her. He wants to make her pay basically for, for, I mean, but for what really? Because he won last time, really, you know, she got put away. He was left as like an item, you know, in the police depository that then got sold back as planned to Jennifer Tilly. Like he won. So I, I don't know why he wants to torture quite as much as he wants to, or why it necessarily took four years, but 
Okay. I like I like That's kind of what I like about Chucky though is like I like the side of him that's just like I'm just here to fuck with people. Like he doesn't necessarily always have an agenda. I think with Andy he did because she kind of used that as a jab to be like you think you're this you know high and mighty murderer you didn't even finish the job on your first doll kill. So I think I understand him going back for that, but it's I kind of like him just like fucking around for no reason. Yeah, no, it's true. Not many villains would do that. Freddy maybe occasionally, but yeah, definitely not Jason, definitely not Michael Myers, definitely not Scream. Yeah, I just think it's funnier and it could be scarier depending on how you play it on screen, but it's funnier or scarier if it's aimless, like if there's no pattern and you just don't really know what they're going to do. Yeah, I hear so then an alarm goes off and we find that chucky kept his word and went back and killed ghost lady but by the same means that nika was trying to commit suicide and in the blood underneath wrote chucky did it this is where i got worried because i was like oh shit i believe you mean in the jello <laughs> underneath someone wrote chucky oh, did it you hate any blood you don't like the blood so I wrote, no, the, the blood looked fine from far away. The handwriting that they like zoomed in on and have a more close up shot on made the blood look so fake because it just looks like gelatin that like they literally carved into there, the words. But I wrote this down, but I wrote that because the other shots have been good so far and that I'm really enjoying this plot more, that I'll give it a pass. <laughs> that is very generous of you, Ali. Very generous. I didn't, Thank you. I, didn't I think so it being too. Bad. I didn't notice it. It yeah. looks ridiculous. <laughs> I, I was just worried here that, oh shit, great. Are they now going to go off into the fucking thing where they've set it up that everyone thinks Nika is the person who killed her family and now they're going to make it really seem like she's killing people in the Institute. And that was my worry. It's like, are they now going to do a boring sort of loop of her having to get put in the hole or whatever? But they don't. People can't, like no one seems to really do anything about it like it's obviously all fingers point to her but the only one who really seems to think that is claire which is you know the one who's mean and that's uh kill number one and then that is kill number one thank you alex thank you that's pretty late for kill number one is this the scene where they say that they're already like digging her grave outside not quite we're nearly there not quite oh where they say it do they say it i just saw yeah they say it when they're like Oh, no, no, no. They say it in their session, I guess. Okay. With their group. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So meanwhile, though, Andy is watching an old video of himself. Not quite sure how he shot this. For then shooting the severed head of Chucky in front of the doctor of the film to try and convince the doctor that Chucky is real, but nothing happens and the doctor doesn't believe him. Which is very weird. He's just sitting there and, and he's got the head of Chucky nailed to, you know, his plank behind him, watching it with him, giving commentary. <laughs> and then Chucky does this cool thing, which I really like, where he's just like, have you ever thought, Andy, that maybe it's just all in your head? Yeah, I like that. Which which was the original idea. Like, that was the original Child's Play idea that Don Mancini had. And this is my f- slight missed opportunity I have here, is because you've got this cool dual thing going on if we've got our two leads. But you could very easily like open up either door for one of them to actually be you're just in sure like that's yeah. literally what it is yeah. totally and that would have been really interesting to go down but because there's two of them i know that that's not true and i know it's you know chucky's right. yeah because like even though they didn't play that like this is certainly out of all of the films so far the most i felt like internal and psychological look 
of all the films. So yeah, would it, there was I loved that it constantly played that line, even though it didn't end up choosing it with either of them. Spoilers, but I liked that it played that line of and sent us back and forth of like, are they crazy? Like, are they like have they just lost their mind? I thought it was really cool. Yeah. How were you feeling, though, Alex? Was your theory then that these were you still thinking these shots were from the future? That they were doing a lost season three on us? No, at this point, I was like, okay, it's spoilers. There's, there's, yeah, it's not like the timeline is chronological. It's in order here. Okay, so you were confused as well. I presume along with us, Ali, were you confused of like how are the two Chuckies then? Yeah. All right. So we got back to the group session at the Institute. Multiple Malcolm thinks that Chucky did the murder, but Claire thinks that Nika did it. And then Nika suddenly realizes that Tiffany Valentine is the name of Charles Lee Ray's girlfriend. I love how this suddenly hits her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't hit her at any point before. So Nika asks the doctor to prove that the Chucky doll that he has there from Tiffany is just a doll. So he lights a Zippo under Chucky's fingers. Sorry, this isn't one from Tiffany. This is one that he had bought off of Hot Topic. <laughs> so he lights a Zippo under Chucky's fingers. Is it? Yeah. The Doesn't other the other girl have yeah. the one that he bought? Wasn't that the one he was melting? No. Well, oh, I no, think initially she carries around the one that he bought because she claims it as her baby. Yeah. But then Nika is thinking that Chucky has flip-flopped yeah. himself. Because she's, well, yeah, well, she's holding... Initially, she's holding the one that she's taking care of as her baby, and she looks down at the one, yeah. and then shifts so they... over, and then he picks it up and lights its fingers. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, after the scene, I'm going to give you my layout for what these Chuckies. We're going to call them for the rest of the show, okay, to make any more confusion <laughs> easier. But this is confusing because they might have switched, and we don't know. But yeah, so she keeps forcing him to burn the fingers more and more and more. The fingers get really melty and sort of start melting off, and we're waiting for something to happen because we know that this chucky blinked so we we think that this like what is going on is chucky just holding it in and then once they've sort of exonerated that that doll nika realizes that the dolls could have switched places with madeline's baby inverted commas doll but madeline runs off with her doll before they can uh check uh, and multiple malcolm seems to be the only person who's on nika's side here so from here on out we are going to have headless chucky which is the chucky with andy barkley we are going to have baby Shouldn't he Chucky. Shouldn't bodyless not... Chucky? Okay, yeah. Well, he's, right. I was going to say he has a head. <laughs> I know, but he's like, yeah. Okay, headless, headless Chucky. Chucky. Sorry. Headless Chucky, baby Chucky, and then we're going to have melted hand Chucky. Or we could just call him melty Chucky if we want to. <laughs> so at this point, I'm I'm kind of, con- I, must, I think it's meant for the audience to assume that Chucky had switched places and he was with the woman. I can't remember her name. But I was thinking that the only way this could be possible is that because his head is severed, that maybe that doesn't interrupt the that Chucky is still in the head and in the body. So I was thinking the body became separated from the head and somehow Tiffany got a hold of it and put a different Chucky head on it and realized Whoa. that it still became a live Chucky. So I was like, oh, well, there must be two. The head is still alive, but then his body somehow got back to tiffany and she got a chucky head and stuck it on it you are deep in chucky lore lady and i think you're putting more thought into it than well, that's what I, just, I know that this move like these movies invent new laws in every movie so i don't know why i was trying to figure it out because well, like they're gonna lay it out for us soon anyway as we'll but, find out later on you've you just put yep. more effort into uh into it than don mancini did <laughs> but, um, yeah we'll get there 
I was starting to circulate around something else, which I'm going to get to later on, which was where I was hoping it was going to. I didn't know how they'd pull it off, but I'll get to that when we get to another Chucky. That will be interesting. I like that we have all these alternate, <laughs> alternate narratives. We each have our own alternate. Yeah, we're, 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 we're we are creating. we are in <laughs> yeah. too deep, guys. We are in too deep. <laughs> but this film is like if you're a fan there's a lot here to digest and there's a lot that's thrown in the air again i'm interested if this is the first chucky film you ever see it's like does any of this mean mm-hmm. anything you know at all but we'll get to that again so yeah uh, yeah then nika makes a point of saying look he's going to kill all of you in the worst ways possible and then he'll kill me unless i'm just a complete psychopath <laughs> to which uh, multiple malcolm says well let's just stay positive <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's nice little perforated lines throughout this which is cool yeah i like i kind of like that she has like a partner in crime too because he's like believed her from the beginning and he's always the one who's calling back like well guys i think we're forgetting another option obviously chucky did it and so yeah. i kind of like that there's someone because it's always they're surrounded no by people person, who don't yeah. believe them until chucky comes to life in front of them and then kills them immediately yeah so i kind of like that there's somebody seconds. who's on her team yeah, absolutely. And it is one of the reasons that they had to have sex in that scene. So you really hammer home. They have a oh, connection. he hammered it home. Yeah. Yep. I have to have sex with everyone <laughs> I have a connection with. I understand. Very good, Alex. Very good, Alex. Meanwhile, Claire glows. Sorry. Actually, there's a little bit here where we get a uh, multiple Malcolm doing a Mark Zuckerberg impression, but he's not even doing a Mark Zuckerberg impression. He's doing a Jesse <laughs> yeah, Eisenberg totally, doing a Mark Zuckerberg totally. impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty great actually i kind of like it meanwhile claire goes to throw away the chucky doll when classic he bites chucky her. bite chucky bite which is a throwback to was it the first one when there's chucky bite i think as well to all of them <laughs> yeah but there's one where it's like a, ch- a bite when someone's carrying him who doesn't believe in him and then he suddenly bites ah. i think it's the first one but the doctor thinks that she did it to herself uh, so he goes to, tiny yeah. mouth she has so here Sorry, so here is like another point where I was like, okay, maybe the narrative is going to be this, where because they're all mentally ill and have different issues, the the cult of Chucky and his kind of legend is going to manifest itself into this paranoia that that they where they all kind of lose their minds and believe that he's killing, but maybe it's like they're killing each other or he's or or one of them's killing all of them. And that there was only ever yeah. one real Chucky, Playing, which and Andy has. That- and so that's where my mind went at this point was like, maybe Claire made that up. Maybe that bite wasn't that would have been from cool Chucky, too. but she inflicted it on herself. And like, yeah, this, this sort of legend of Chucky is sort of spreading throughout the institution and manifesting itself on all these like poor mentally ill people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, you're actually, so before I saw this movie, you know, I read horror websites. I knew it was going to be called Cult of Chucky. I saw a brief little teaser for it. I didn't want to see too much, and they certainly don't give away much. But from the name Cult of Chucky and seeing it in like a mental institute kind of place, I was like, okay, these must be all people who worship Chucky. That's where my head was going into this film the first time. I was like, this has to be a group of people who are worshipping Chucky and doing deeds in his name and blah, blah, blah. And it didn't sound necessarily that interesting to me, but I was like, that's where it's going. And then by this point, it's like, okay, I don't think that's where it's going and it's yeah i mean we'll get to it later but it is a misleading title because really this film should be called army of chucky or something like that (laughs) because a cult is when you believe in something like you have a a set of multiple individuals come together to follow a set of beliefs 
Yeah. Which is not what's happening here. No one's worshipping Chucky. So, so it is a misleading title. Um, so it's interesting that this is the point where you started feeling that way about it, Alex, because that rough, you know, sort of way, something to do with people doing things in his name. So now we get to, all right, it's going to get confusing for a second. So we've got like the grave of Ghost Lady. Uh, Nika's watching Madeline with her baby Chucky, who acts like, you know, how Chucky used to with Andy. He's always like talking to her over might, her shoulder. Might I add? Why do, really quickly, is it normal to have, are we going to say the same thing? I think so. Say it, Alice. <laughs> that they have a grave site yeah, on exactly. their like little campus. Multiple Is that graves. normal? Do they have family? Do they want to be buried with their family? Are they looking after them properly? <laughs> Or like, what's going on? Everybody's dying at medium security, apparently. Does anyone find out when they die or do they just bury them in their own private cemetery and like keep accumulating sick people that die there and get buried there? I mean, to be fair, I don't know. Like, I've never looked into it. But yeah, I would imagine. I highly doubt these institutions have cemeteries on site. And if they do, maybe for six people in the history of the cemetery, not for lines of people as we see here yeah organized lines of fresh graves i don't know yeah it's weird but chucky's uh, like being hugged by madeline and then looks at nika through the window and swears at her so okay so then we're thinking all right must have switched the chuckies that's what we're thinking yep baby chucky is now our active chucky maddie though chucks chucky into the grave and you're thinking what the fuck is going on hey i didn't then, I didn't, I didn't think that they switched the chuckies no but i'm saying that's what we're presuming. you did it no, like from that first point, I think I wrote it in my notes. I was like, oh, yeah, the other Chucky doll is alive too. Okay. So okay. I was already like getting confused was- of like, okay, how are there multiple? What's going on now? Ah. Right, right, right. I just presumed, yeah, too that they had smart. switched. But this is where I get confused. So maybe you guys could clarify this for me a little bit because Maddie chucks, Madeline chucks him into the grave. And then Nika's trying to get Malcolm to go out there. So she manages to basically construe away. So Malcolm gets out when he's not meant to get out. And we got um, a nice little split screen there. editing here. Yeah, we got some oh, weird split God. screen editing. And then Maddie, like Malcolm peers into the grave at where Chucky has been thrown. And then Maddie kicks him into it. Now, let's get to the end of the scene. Because then I want to talk about what the fuck is going on. Meanwhile, Claire, actually, you know what? Oh, this is going to go back and forth too much. So let's just follow this through here. So what's going to happen, basically? Let's get because we come back and forth between this and Claire. Let's just do this bit. That basically, it's insinuated, and you could definitely argue if it happens or not. That Chucky possesses Malcolm is what's insinuated because then Chucky is lifted out of the grave, and then Malcolm comes out, and Malcolm looks very, very insidiously up towards Nika with a dirty little smirk grin and throughout the rest of the film says that he is charles lee ray now two things to unpack here for me one is what the fuck is going on down at the grave why does manny throw chucky into the grave malcolm's up in the hospital so even if their plan is well i want to get into a human body a why wouldn't he just take maddie's body why does he decide to take malcolm's body and how do they know that malcolm is then going to come out to the grave to peer into the fucking like they have no idea that malcolm's going to come so yeah. why did she chuck chucky into it i mean in the first place i assumed they knew that nico was going to follow them and try and get a hold of chucky so maybe they like chucky being held could look behind and see that she's with what's his face malcolm and they're conspiring to send him down and go pick him up 
But well, it doesn't like he could easily just possess Maggie. It really confuses me this whole scene. I don't really understand it. And then wait, and why then does we'll he possess him? Well, exactly. Why would he want to possess Malcolm? And then, as we'll get to later on in the film, I'm not even convinced that he ever was possessed by him. He has, so, like, a little throwaway line towards the end that we'll get to. But. Yeah, he does. Okay, let's get to that bit when we get to it then. But uh, this whole scene confuses the crap out of me. Don't really understand it or the purpose of it. It seems kind of, like, wasted time. But during it, we're cutting back and forth to Claire, who has, because of that little bite, because she may have bit her arm... She's been strapped down for being a danger to herself and then injected with a sedative. Seems a bit extreme. Uh, to which the doctors give us a nice exposition of, well, she's conscious, but she just won't be able to move. <laughs> like, perfect. So they're doing this to scene. her after she bit herself, but they're doing nothing to Nika, who they think has <laughs> yeah. murdered someone. Exactly. So in a strange, in a strange sort of split screen scene, that's where we get to see all of this stuff happening on going back and forth and then claire is watching the snowy sky above her via the skylight which is very stylish very impractical very strange set up there but very stylish room for her to be in and then she notices that chucky who was put down in the room has disappeared from the chair he is then breaks the skylight in a little nod to bride of chucky with a canister of compressed air which shoots up into the skylight smashes the glass super cool like, i really like this shot they go really wide on it and we get this cool slow-mo of all the glass falling down on top of claire and then just cut straight into her head just being severed off and blood just come pouring out like the priest in the last one like the priest yeah. i like i like i like that dom Ancini references and rehashes his own kills from his previous yeah. films although to be fair this one is executed way better than the glass killing in Bride of Chucky, though I think Bride. it's just the CGI yeah. is much better. Like, I also uh, just like the snow coming down. Yeah, that looks cool. Like, yeah, the there's like some like cool. weird romantic feeling with it. It's kind of backwards. That's oh, great, and it makes it just seem surreal and actually very Hellraiser style, which will be yeah the next series that we're doing. But it's very Hellraiser to have all the snow coming down. And in, in the lead hospital. up to that, in the lead up when she notices him not in the chair, we do get the classic Chucky run. Like him, yeah. like his little tap feet background. tapping around, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which uh, well, he never feels quite heavy enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's kill. That's kill two. Kill two. That is kill two. Not that many kills actually. Kind of reserved, yeah. but they're pretty cool when they happen. Meanwhile, we're back with Andy, who's reading on per Perez Hilton website. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, that people, <laughs> people are dying at the mental institute. Chucky's head starts laughing and then says, what, you thought I was the only one? So this is the moment where we realize we don't still know what's going on, but we know that that is like what we believe is canon Chucky has some part to play in these other Chucky's or one or extra Chucky's. So then Andy goes to, as if he's ready for this, he's got a plan in mind. He goes to the cupboard and pulls out another Chucky, yeah. which from now on, we're going to call Buzzcut Chucky. Like it. Cupboard. In do a little tip of the hat to uh, a buzz cut friend from Charles Play 2. That's what I was going to say. Uh, do you think that was him still processing the trauma of, of Captain Buzzcut? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I do. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say. What I thought at this point on my first viewing of the film, from my vague recollection of the other films, which I hadn't rewatched in you know a long time, but I remembered one was at a military school. What I hoped at this point was happening was that we're going to have a realization, not that Andy was insane, not that Nika was insane, 
but that throughout the franchise there had always been multiple Chuckies. Yeah. That when he damballed, he had damballed himself into like multiple Chuckies at that point. And the buzz cut one, because I didn't remember because I hadn't been back to Charles Play 3, but I was like, oh, there was an army one and here's a buzz cut Chucky. This must be the Chucky, how he looked in Charles Play 3. So in my head, I thought this is where we're going to go to is this huge fucking twist where there's actually been like six or five or six Chuckies throughout all the films and we just never realized that the same personality was in multiple ones. And I got really excited by that. I was like, I don't know how he's going to pull it off or sort of tie up those loose ends with this, but... That's because they also we had that theory when they were just like pouring he was being poured into the giant tub of latex we were like surely that's gonna be used in separate dolls so chucky could have there could have been multiple chuckies made from that plastic exactly Uh, Exactly. i I think it i think it's this is the only franchise where you could do that like where you could genuinely retroactively do something like that and it would be a cool twist can i can i just say and i'm speaking on behalf of all of us here Don Mancini, I know you've been listening to these podcasts throughout, and I think it's very clear as we've reached this point that all three of us have some remarkable narrative ideas and twists to this franchise. (laughs) So if you ever do want to get together with uh, the Tessellate team and discuss some ideas where this franchise might want to go next, yeah, I uh, I think we're your team. We a team. We are there for you to support you. Just send an email at mail at weirdgeeks.com. And uh, Don, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Make sure the subject line <laughs> says, were... I am Don Mancini, so we know it's you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Because that's all we need to verify that it's the real <laughs> No, that's all you need. <laughs> Just put it in the header. Yeah. I am the real Don Mancini. No, that's the what real. I was getting excited about here. And I was genuinely like, I was like, oh man, I remember enjoying Curse, but there are some really good moments so far in this and i love that maybe that's where this is heading uh spoilers it is not where it is heading so what happens next things happen where are we at so nika is telling the doctor that both dolls are alive and that chucky killed all of the victims that she's ever talked about and the doctor's like oh my god nika i thought we were past all this bullshit come on lady you know what we're gonna do we're gonna go back to our old therapy that we used to do back in the good old days where i'm gonna hypnotize you uses a little blinky light which we got a couple of shots from right at the beginning of the film and she says well it hasn't been useful before but he threatens to send her back to lockmore which i think is the first time we hear the actual name really come on <laughs> He asks her where Malcolm asks where she had come from a little bit earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Does she mention it then? Okay. So he injects her and then hypnotizes her. And here's is that normal in hypnotism to use injections? It is in a hospital where they do electrotherapy and restrain you and inject (laughs) you for biting your arm. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you for clarifying. It's just standardized uh, treatments. See, here's where we get a twist, and I genuinely didn't see this coming because he seems useless as a doctor, but he seems like an alright guy up until this point. I don't think so. I wrote down pretty early really? on that he seemed kind of shady. Really? Was, I yeah. Get he's pretty I just, like, bad he's at his job. After he didn't yeah. handle her niece being killed, like if you were, if that's your job, the, the first thing that goes through your mind is, oh shit, she might try to kill herself. I should talk to her. So I was like, no, something's up I mean. with I this think- dude. No, but I thought he was completely useless, but I just took it as contrived horror writing. Like oh, I thought he was kind of here. in on something. No, I didn't think that at all. I never like suspected him of of hypnotizing her and then abusing her physically while she's in a trance-like state. That was never something that like I didn't see that side in his character. So yeah, the doctor's 
been abusing her. We don't really know how far he's really ever been or what's been going on. Clearly, he kisses her sometimes. We'll later on find out he likes to dress her up sometimes as well in a very weird scene. Has it happened yet, the Dembala cut reveal? I've got it in my notes here where Nika is convinced it's Chucky and we get a reveal where he's doing the Dembala chant and bringing another doll to life. I think bringing the second doll to life. It's not down in my notes at this point. This is the point where she could still talk to him even when she's hypnotized and then she says, Chucky's behind you. Yeah, no, it, ha- um, it, it definitely happens in this point. But yeah, he kisses her instead and then Chucky knocks him unconscious and then we get the first scene of Chucky talking to her in person uh, in, this, in this film where he's like, holy shit, this guy is diabolical and does this great little commentary of like, I thought I was bad, but this doctor, oh man. And then he offers her a piece of glass, is it, I think, to kill the doctor with? And then she, we basically just end the scene. And we cut to Nika crawling along the corridor floor. And this is what we find out eventually we're in a dream. She sees her niece, Alice, who's now played by a different actress, who's 12 years old. And for me, I'm like, this is, yeah, one of those points where if it wasn't for the Andy part of this movie, I might be convinced that maybe Nika actually is just insane. Like, maybe it all was in her head. But we get this really cool, I think it's kind of cool, dream sequence as Chucky's shadow like walks up the hall and then we see this huge version of Chucky standing over her with his mouth like a gape, just frozen. I don't know, I kind of like it. Yeah, and then Nika wakes up and she's in the heart rate chair that Claire died in with snow falling around her. And we get some cool shots, really fast flash cuts of Chucky's just like mutilated face. Yeah, that looks so genuinely cool. pretty horrible. Yeah. Yeah, this is like proper horror territory. It's cool. I was trying to remember, is there... Do we see that image of his face like that in any of the films? Or is that new? I think that's completely new. It looked... Yeah, um, it was frightening. It was cool. Um, yeah, it's the only... It's one of those parts where I'm like, oh, wow, okay, he's really going... He does want this to be scary in places. Like, he's going full on horror. And then Maddie, Malcolm, and Nika, they're waiting for the doctor to come in. We're presuming that the doctor's maybe dead because we kind of left that scene hanging. Um, and then Ma- multiple Malcolm tells Nika that his name is Charles. And this is where he introduced himself, like we said, as Charles Lee Ray. But they kind of don't do anything with that. It's just like this weird little aside. We're like, well, is he possessed? Isn't he possessed? What was the deal at the grave? I oh. think at this point, they all kind of uh, roll their eyes at Malcolm. They're like, sure you are. And just move on. Yeah. He's always been M's before, though. This is the first time he's been a C, isn't it? So it's like, because he's been... That's true, yeah. Actually, how? What's... Is that right? What's the name of the guy who did Facebook... Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He's always been Mark, him. Michael, Malcolm. Malcolm. But the doctor's still alive. He comes in and then they're talking in the hall while Nika's watching Maddie take baby Chucky into a room and starts breastfeeding him <laughs> in a what the fuck scene. Meanwhile, meanwhile, has it gone too far for you yet? Is it getting too crazy town or is we still okay? The second I saw that happen, I was like, oh, and here we go. Yeah, I, um, I wasn't in that point yet. I was just like, oh, that's kind of weird. But the the absurdity of it fit contextually for me. And like with her character that she'd yeah. do something like that. And I feel we've got a good build of things getting more and more surreal. Mm. Which re- just suits the setting. I really could have done without the sucking noises. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you, clearly you haven't breastfed in a while, Ali. Lots of sucking noises. Andy... She's just not- shaking your head. No, you have not. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it is a good point. She is not actually breastfeeding. Yeah, she's not breastfeeding. <laughs> she could pretend, but like, why is he? Oh, I don't know. 
Anyway. I think we know why he is. We'll get to well, it Well, yeah, later. he's he biting, but you're not, you don't make sucking. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Andy is driving to the facility when Tiffany calls him up. And Andy's got a whole big bag full of guns. And she says that the cult is growing all the time. Which, again, when I was first watching this, I was confused. Because I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. What cult? Yeah. And she says she has a message from Chucky, which is disembowel. So, I mean, should we get to this later when we get to it? In order to try and decipher this a little bit? Because I don't understand why Tiffany's ringing him up with that word. Yeah, I, I didn't get that either. Like, is that... Because it's... I mean, we're going to basically... We're going to find out later on that Andy has a plan that has something to do with disemboweling. But I don't know why Tiffany would know it and why she would ring up or why Chucky would know it unless Chucky saw him. But then if Chucky saw him, then why wouldn't they do something to stop it? I don't know. It confused the crap out of me. See if we can clarify that later. Uh, Nika then goes to the room where Maddie was breastfeeding Chucky and she's put into bed. And then she starts to, we presume, reenact what she did to her own actual live baby which is getting a pillow and suffocating him. And we see his hands like he is struggling, so we know for sure this is the Chucky that she's suffocating. And then the doctor comes in and suggests, you know what's best? We should probably bury the past. So they hold a funeral for Chucky, question mark, yes? In a makeshift grave. Yeah, the tiny little doll grave. This is why they have a graveyard there, guys, because the doctor... they bury their dolls and their patients. too literal with his bury the past maybe that's what he wheels out like every month he's like you know what guys we need let's bury the past <laughs> they just go dig another grave and shove some shit in there and then andy arrives they get all excited because like cool we're gonna get these two people actually team up any connotations alex that you might have had that maybe these were different timelines can't possibly be now because he's there at the hospital he says he basically tries to get himself committed and ends up having to knock the guard out so you know you just get put in a cell immediately yeah. when you knock a cell exactly. out. <laughs> Not sure if this is how it works, but, uh, you know, it's what the film needs. Although we're, we're confused because we're like, oh, well done. You're in the mental hospital now, but you're locked behind a door that you can't he get He could have just, of. like, yeah. knocked him out and taken his keys and let himself in. And, and at no point yeah. is he being assessed. He's just locked in a room. No. No, exactly. You assaulted an officer. But then I guess... That doesn't mean you're insane. But then I guess they may... They do know him because he's been there before when he tried to prove that Chucky... Yeah, well, the doctor was knows him, I guess. That's true. So maybe it was like... Oh, just, yeah, so maybe they do think he's maybe crazy. Yeah, so maybe it was like, we'll keep him just overnight and whatever. Whatever. Nice of you. Went Don Mancini off the hook there. Whatever. <laughs> yes. So Nika, though, meanwhile, is waiting and watching baby Chucky's grave and waiting for him to come out. And he does come out. We see him sort of pull himself out of the dirt. He's now dirty baby Chucky because he's got he like, looks cool. soil all over him. I liked dirty baby Chucky. Dirty baby yeah, Chucky. Yeah, he looks pretty cool. <laughs> what a <laughs> that name. That works very well. Yeah. But then Nick is stabbed by Melty Handy Chucky. Well, Melty Chucky, as we like to call him. Meanwhile, the doctor gets another package and it is Buzzcut Chucky. And as Katie turned to me and said... Is he not at all concerned at any point that more and more Chuckies keep just turning up in his hospital? Because he just immediately puts it down and goes, I have no time to deal with this. Let's go. <laughs> Terrible doctor. Maddie's all sad about her lost baby Chucky or baby dirty Chucky. Dirty baby Chucky, whatever we're going to call him. Uh, the nurse has words with her. So we get sexy nurse turn up again and then leaves. And she's really like, gives this, it's the only time we get any character from her. She's all like pissed that this lady could ever have suffocated her own baby um, basically and says I've got two children myself 
but then we reveal baby chucky to her and we get this really cool wide shot of chucky walking which i don't know how they did this one although we got white background so did they just green screen like clothe out the person who's walking chucky is that how they did it maybe no either because it's definitely not their classic thing is this the only one where we don't have a child or small person actor yeah, with the down shot or the overhead shot yeah because we don't get it here do nope. we like in this film nope. that i it's always like poppins mm-hmm. and this walk looks great looks really cool to see like a wide shot of chucky just walking across the room yeah towards her i really like it yeah and then <clears throat> maddie asks him will it hurt and he says i'll do my best and it's really nicely filmed. He he just like shoves his arm down her throat and then rips out what exactly? Her windpipe, I, I wrote down. It looks like, yeah, it must be windpipe because it looks like that thing that, uh, what's his name? The lead guy in Jurassic Park 3 has to do with raptors yep. that he blows through. Yep. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Yeah. I just wrote that he deep throat fists her and then pulls out her windpipe. <laughs> We're going to call him Deep Throat Chucky from now on. Oh, that's great. But then the nurse comes back in to check on her and finds uh, Deep Throat Chucky, uh, now armless with the arm sticking out of Maddie's face, uh, making it look like she killed herself that way. It's interesting that Chucky's still trying to play the long game with this stuff. That was kill three. I've, I've really liked the kills in this film. Yeah. They're creative, they're interesting, they're shot well, and they're nasty. But yeah, I'm really, at this point, I'm like, I, I had a note down, I'm ready for people to know about Chucky and I'm ready for the action to just kick off. Like, I'm ready for this just to fucking get going because well, we've had here a good slow go. build, I feel. Well, yeah, I was just starting to tip my patience and it still does for a little bit here, but then it does like swing away. So we get Malcolm or Charles Lee Ray, as he wants to be called, laughing and he's told to go to bed. And then the doctor tells Santos to get rid of, of Deep Throat Chucky. <laughs> Although I have a note down here, Baby Chucky, who is now known as Armless Chucky, but... He's now known as Deep Pro Chucky. Nika has somehow made her way into the doctor's office, which I love how no one locks this doctor's office. It's no just... one locks anything in this entire facility. <laughs> Bedroom doors, sharks, office, nothing. Everything's open. Medium security, Ali. Clearly, you've just, never been medium Just the insane. room that Andy's in. Do you need a card to access? <laughs> yes. Everything else, <laughs> yeah, wide well... open. We have people who we presume have murdered people able to just go into the doctor's office when they want. We have people who who are like murdered their children, but the guy who punched the police officer is the only locked one up locked in, in a, a cushiony room. room. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. He wasn't even a police officer, he's just a security guard. Yeah. With all with all respect to security guards, I mean just a security guard, but he doesn't matter. Context. But yeah, she's somehow made her way into the doctor's office and then the doctor says, oh, why do I always fall for the crazy ones? Now, she's not sedated here or hypnotized. Well, no, she's in a so straitjacket here. Yeah, but she's not under his, you know, control in terms of no, she's no, in no. that hypnotic state. And I was under the impression that he's only oh, done stuff to her true. when she's he only in does a hypnotic it when state. She's... So she has no idea that he likes her that way. Whereas here he openly starts to talk to her about, yeah. oh, I've, you know, I fall for the yeah, crazy Yeah, that doesn't ones. make sense. I think it's an interesting dynamic, but I don't understand it. He says something weird um, here. I don't know if it was like mishearing it or if he mispronounced. But Carter and I turned to each other and were like, did he just say, and like I wrote it down, a murderess of five people. Like instead of saying a murderer yes, of five people, he says a murderess 
No, oh, murderess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a murderess. Yeah, okay, I get it now. Murderess. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's the female. Like, it's a very yeah. old. Yeah. Okay, way. I get it. I thought he said murderess. Like her behavior. Like I-S-T. she was murderess. <laughs> yeah. Or no. Oh. M M R O U S. Oh. Right, right, right. No, no. Murderess. It's like murderess. Murderess. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's very weird, old timey, but yeah. He's all sad because he's going to have to send her back to Lockmore because he thinks she's killing all these people. Yeah, again, still won't lock her up. Even though he seems to also work there. I know. He's many times. Maybe there's twin. And he's bought her these red shoes, which luckily have, what do you call it, like wedges. They're a wedge, so they're yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah, full stilettos. Otherwise, the rest of the film would be impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and then he kisses her feet and puts these shoes on her. But then Melty Chucky comes in knocks him unconscious again and we're getting a repeat basically of the last time this happened where it didn't really end at and well. he says and he says i don't know whether to kill him or take notes yep loved Which it. is great and i love all this stuff but for me it's just like just pull these two scenes together i don't need to see this start again like i'm like oh really are we gonna do this again but then we get uh armless chucky or deep throat chucky he walks in and they start to have a conversation and this is like the first time ever in the series where we're getting multiple Chucky's talking to each other. There's some cool making ofs where you see what a nightmare that was for them to do practically. But yeah, we're in full on comedy territory here. Yeah, this sure, is right. With what the conversations Head are. Is into cartoon fun land. Yep. And we have a whole thing where they actually say to do with, uh, what do they, they have a conversation to with Hannibal and then one of them says, I can't believe they canceled that show, which Don Mancini wrote a couple of episodes of the last season of Hannibal. Oh my so that's God. That's why that line is in there. And then they find the buzz cut Chucky, so they do a very quick Dambala on the new buzz cut Chucky, and then he's alive, which seems very easy these days. He's got a weird sort of voice breaking, like he's a teenager. Puberty. Kind of thing. And uh, at this point, we get the explanation where one of the Chuckies re- reveals Please, that he found- Where they're revealing to the each other. Idea. He found a new spell from voodoosfordummies.com where he can possess anything- with legs and arms that's it <laughs> that's it that's really like all the mystery and all of the kind of conceit of like where is this all going all of this sort of great i found really cool like mystifying moments in this film and the payoff is one stupid line that is don mancini doing a joke basically of yeah i was on voodoofordummies.com and i found this cool new spell it's also like why is he explaining it to the other dolls instead of like to nika or to andy like somebody who would be confused and asking questions instead they're just in a useless scene where they're standing like in a powwow facing each other talking about how it's possible that they all exist i'm just like now it's like you're just feeding it to us you could add it into your script and make it a part of the narrative because your yeah. characters are curious. You know, like, to be fair, in the last film, he really pulled back on all the voodoo stuff, which I thought was great. And I feel that fans, particularly watching this film, were going to ask questions and, and, like us, come up with our own sort of narrative threads of how these multiple Chuckies were going to exist. I feel... No matter what he did, if he was going to take the voodoo route, it was always going to come off as being silly. Oh, yeah, because it's from voodoofordummies.com. <laughs> I mean, no matter what, anybody, if we if we had 20 people in a room watching this film who had seen all of them like we just had and were trying to guess what is going on in this movie, 
that is not one answer that anyone's going to come up with, but not in a good way. Not in a, oh, you really don did us there, Don Mancini. You yeah. fucking pulled one over us. We should have seen dummies fucking voodoo for dummies.com <laughs> coming. Yeah. Like, again, the basic principle for a good twist in any film or any story is the information has to be there to begin mm-hmm. with and you miss it as an audience because you're not paying enough attention. Yeah. That is how you do any good twist. And film is unique with that in that you have many mediums of how you do that from background scenery to music cues to, you know, audio, visual, like different ways you can do that. that I mean, this is just, this is the laziest fucking reason. It's basically, I've wanted to have all of my dolls together at last. I've wanted that since Child's Play 2. As you said, Alex, he does love to mine his original resources. <laughs> he sort of teases the crazy version that he originally wanted Charles Play to be. And he gets to do his multiple mm. dolls. But his reasoning for it is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Real stupid. And wh- what confuses me even more is then, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't pick up on this on my first couple of viewings, but I did on this one. He stipulates, and this is like one of the Chucky's, I guess, speaking for headless Chucky. Because that's the original one. Yeah. Yeah. These are like, these are the new Dambalad one. But the oldest of these ones who presumably met original Chucky and got information from him, he was Alice for a while. He was that niece. He Dambalad himself into her. And then he said he realized that being human is too vulnerable. So he wanted to go back to being a doll again. Which, I mean, why? Okay. I mean, which really pulls in the Malcolm thing of like, did he then Dumbala into Malcolm? Why would he? Or like, if you can Dumbala into anything now, why not Dumbala into every person you've ever met? Yeah. Instead of killing them. Just yeah. touch. It seems like a quick process. Just touch them for five seconds and say some weird shit. That's it. And like, of course, you're going to be vulnerable when you Dumbala yourself into a little girl. Yeah. Stop <laughs> possessing children, dude. <laughs> Go after Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, That's what go I want find to like see. an Chucky NFL player or something. Dwayne Johnson, for sure. Find like a large human. And where the natural pro, 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 like where we can end up from this, Ali, I feel is in a nice tie-in podcast that you you can rejoin me on, and we'll get Katie back in, and we'll get Alex there which will be Invasion of the Chucky Body Snatchers, because that's really where this is going. <laughs> you can possess everybody in the world, and gradually oh, the man. entire world will turn into just Chucky's. But no, they kind of just, yeah, go with. He did. He doesn't like being in people. They're too vulnerable. He wanted to be back in dolls, but create an army of dolls now that he has his new fancy spell. And then Carlos, the nurse, walks in, sees all three Chuckies, and they all fucking go at him. Now, we're, we are in goofy Chucky territory for sure, but still pretty nasty yeah like the death here it's pretty gruesome i called this um, this, I don't this know is about, kill four I, which i called the nurse three-way drilling stabbing catchy <laughs> i like it uh yeah they're like drilling and stabbing and then you get like oh no that's later on that's so later this on. guy so gets disemboweled yeah it's pretty fucking which of uh, the point was like i was yes. like is that the reference to that yeah was my first thinking yes and then i was like that doesn't yes. help yeah i don't know <laughs> I know, it was confusing at that point. Yeah, and then the three of them have a conversation because they want to go and kill Andy and they're arguing about who's going to go kill Andy. The main one says that he's the main one so you should get to go and kill Andy. Whereas the other one says, you don't get to kill Andy, you got to suck titty together today. <laughs> so we have proper Chucky conversations going on. And then Buzzcut wins because of his hair to which they immediately go, oh yeah, fair enough, fair enough, you go. Yeah, you you're go right. Do- We're sorry, man. I didn't think about it. You go ahead. 
We are on full goofball seed of Chucky territory in that little moment. Yeah. I feel. Is it annoying? Is it? Have you guys? Are you turned off yet, or is it like you still fine? It's pretty annoying. I'm in. <laughs> Alex is all. I'm in. in. They've shifted like so yeah. drastically. I wrote that down too. Like that, it's in full Chucky cartoon mode now. But, but I'm I'm having fun. Like yeah, it's it's fun. And the security guard sees a red card that's pulled up outside in front of the institute with the gate open. He's not having a good night. Gets punched in the face. Now there's a fucking car there. The door's open. And there's a Tiffany doll in the back uh. seat. And the first time I'm seeing this, I'm thinking, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> How far away are we from what's his little face turning up? Yeah. This complete, complete. This made me cringe a little bit. Uh, Glenn. Glenn Glenda. Well, and Tiffany, because then Tiffany Jennifer Tilly, the live purse version, does turn up and does the only move that she could do, which is slitting someone's throat yeah. from behind. Well, the second I saw a That's, car, I was like, okay, we're going to come back to this and someone's going to get their throat That's sliced. That's uh, kill five. Yep. Kill they, five. And then she does her nails with the implement and then licks the blood mm. off it. Yeah. When I, and which makes is a healthy. weird comment about, what is she, cherry something? Oh, yeah, she says some cherry line about what it tastes so, like. So, oh, cherry snow so. cone? Yeah, something like that. I don't know, something weird. When I saw the Tiffany doll, I just got that sort of dreaded feeling. And I think I said it in the last podcast of my my fear moving forward was that Don Mancini had kind of reset it in the last film, but then was setting it up to get back to where it was with, like, Tiffany, like, all that mess that I didn't like. And so when I saw her, I was like, fuck, like, it's happening, like... <laughs> We're going to get all that back. We're back on <laughs> yeah, course. we're back on to that. <laughs> yep. He did such a good job of managing to find a new history, a new lore to get it away from that. And now here we are steering that boat right into that iceberg again. But then we cut to Melty Chucky, who's begun doing his new cool Dambala on Nika. And Voodoo Alex- clouds! Voodoo clouds! Yeah! <laughs> Voodoo clouds and lightning, they're back. I think it's been like... Three films or something since we've seen. Voodoo clouds. Voodoo clouds. <laughs> and they look so good that arguably they're just a storm. <laughs> yeah. Did <laughs> you have to yeah. pause clouds. and explain the weather patterns to Carter? Uh, no, because he'd seen some of the early ones. So he was quite familiar <laughs> with the voodoo clouds. And I, I think see. I did shout out loud voodoo okay. clouds when it happened. And plus in the Very context nice. of a snowy landscape, yeah. it does work. Yeah. Better, I these are borderline yeah, this real. Is, this didn't look like your isolated weather phenomena that nobody ever reported. Uh, this felt a bit more. Yeah, I wrote down almost voodoo clouds. Yeah. It was, it was, it was enough to get me pretty excited. That's what they, that's what they've been away for a while. They've been thinking about their approach, and their approach was a little too tacky and '80s and obvious. And they thought, well, if we're going to get away with voodoo clouds <laughs> in the future, we're going to have to be a bit more under the radar. So they went for a more. A more sneaky sort of Metal Gear costume sort of style <laughs> where they dressed up as a simple yep. storm. You know, I think they actually probably just listened to our first podcast and quickly went back into the editing room mm-hmm. and touched it up a little. Replaced it. Yeah. On all versions of the already released. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. And now Nika is Chucky or Charles Lee Ray. Yeah. She suddenly like springs out of her wheelchair in her straight jacket, which is somehow now undone. I don't really understand how that happened. But voodoo clouds not only possess you, but also free you of all restraints. No, she takes someone's and in jacket. Crazy red shoes. Well, at first she's still in her straight jacket, and then she kind of like it's just unstrung, and she just rips out of it. So, uh. so Carter brought up it. 
really interesting point in this in this little moment. Nika stands up and starts walking and says the perks of being possessed. But clearly it's Charles Lee Ray that's possessing her. So is that line him talking about the perks of being in a woman's body or is it Nika talking about walking, no. which then doesn't make sense? Well, he, feel, he feels himself up at one point. Oh, yeah, no, in a minute we'll get that. But, like, right then, that's just them explaining why he can walk or he, she can walk. And it's definitely Charles D. Ray just saying, well, the perk of being possessed is that you can now walk. But uh, it doesn't make any sense. Like, if her legs don't work, they don't work. If you're possessing yeah. something that doesn't work, it's like if you you're possess possessing a dead that body, body, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. And then the doctor wakes up and then she does, yeah, what Ali just said. Chucky grabs his little boobs and then make some weird comment about it all and and then another nasty death stamps on the doctor's face says this is for nika and like this is chucky like yeah so this doctor went too like obviously chucky likes killing people but fuck me like he does not like this doctor and he kind of you do feel he kind of does it for nika like he genuinely is like you know well, what that wasn't cool dude that's what i have been like waiting for chucky to feel protective about i wanted him to feel protective of andy after the first two that's what I wanted from the third one was for them to kind of team up and him be like, you can't fuck with Andy. Andy's mine and get upset and kind of protect him. And so I was so happy because he has so many opportunities earlier in this movie, too, to protect Nika. Like when he finds out that the doctor's doing that, it would have been awesome to see it just like cut short because Chucky's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's fucked up. I wouldn't even do that. And like jump in yeah, and yeah. save her. So I'm happy to have this little line, even if it's a little later than I would like. Yeah, that's cool. I'm I, glad it's I there. I forgot yeah. you had said that, like from that far back. Don Mancini must yeah, have been I've listening. Yeah, I've been wanting that. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, because Chucky, you got real Chucky, who headless Chucky, who seems to have some respect for Andy now as well, and this Chucky definitely seems to have some respect for Nika. Which is again, like, I mean, we've been moaning, why does Chucky always possess children? Why not possess a grown-up? He is possessing a grown-up here, and he's possessing someone who he respects, I think. Which is kind of cool, but he literally just got through saying, being in people is too vulnerable, I, I don't like being in people. So it doesn't make any sense, again. So, okay, well, why are you doing this then? If you possess someone successfully, and then you decide, no, this isn't for, isn't for me, I want to go back to being dolls... I mean, maybe there's a bigger plan in the future in this franchise, but right now I'm like, well, this is, I don't know. These are cool moments, but I, they don't logically make any sense to me with what the story you're telling, if you know what I mean. And then she walks down the hall with a red scarf and a cool jacket, and then she sees Malcolm, who's convinced that he's killed the nurse. And then Malcolm tells her, and this is, I think this is a lovely moment. He just says, I just want to be someone who matters. Yeah. And then we get this poignant moment. And then Deep Throat Chucky drills through his head <laughs> and out his eyeball. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Ali, if you watch the rated version of this, like, did you get to see proper, like, the drill coming out of the eyeball itself? Yeah, and it's like his face is vibrating <sighs> as it's coming through. It's pretty Fucking nasty. horrible. There hasn't been a bad death yet, I don't think. They've all been different mm -hmm. and nasty. Yeah. This is where he makes the comment, is it here? About something about, like, being in his head and how it wasn't for very yeah, long that's it. but it is here because like at first it, it's played where you think it's part of his multiple personality but then chucky makes the comment of like yeah yeah 
like I'm glad I got out of his head or something like that. Right. Even yeah, if I was only in go? there for however long. Like if you possessed him, how do you unpossess? Because before it was like you could only possess one person, so to get out of that you'd have say to possess it, somebody. Let me just say, Al Don Mancini <laughs> works and writes in mysterious ways. You've It'll clearly not explained. read Voodoo yeah. for Dummies. Dot com. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, that really com. bothered me because like he possesses him and then he doesn't really do anything. So it's like there's no reason to possess Malcolm. That whole section was wasted. Sorry, I time. think I said um, you don't do anything. I think with I said it. Malcolm was kill seven, but he was actually kill eight. The nurse was kill seven. Kill eight. Thank you. Thank you very much. And then the two of them laugh at each other. And we should point out that Nika here, Fiona Durif, is yep. doing an impression because she's essentially now playing her father. So yeah. she's doing the like. What is it? Like a New Jersey I, accent? I don't know. Yeah, she's got about. like a Northeast I accent. I wrote down a Dura family cackle. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was a Dura family cackle. It was so yeah. good. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> well, she's been around her dad, obviously, her entire life with this voice. So she's used to it. And she said like she's... her dad was not on set at any point during this film. They just do it from pre-recordings of his voice. But yeah, she fucking, she owns it. Like I can understand some yeah, people she's might find awesome. it too far, but, but she's, she's cool. So... Then we're back with Andy, still trapped in his cell. <laughs> the in only his secure box, man in this place. Getting a little and taste of his own medicine that he's been giving Chucky. Buzz cut Although Chucky his box up. is much larger than Chucky's box. It is much larger, but he doesn't get to like get high or watch videos on YouTube or anything. So Buzzcut Chucky comes in to get Andy, who's been waiting for him. Man, he looks like he's waiting for him. And at this point, I was still confused. I was like, well, I don't really know. That's a bad plan that you had. Because <laughs> you're just sitting in his cell. And Buzzcut Chucky throws a knife into his leg and then Andy overpowers him and then disembowels him and we find out that he's hid a gun inside Buzzcut Chucky and it is a great moment, I think. It's a cool twist. You think, awesome, Andy is going to come into his own, he's going to do stuff, it's all making sense and then he stamps the doll's fucking head in and it looks yep. so good. It's just yeah. like, mm, the like brain matter. brains going everywhere. But why didn't he shoot him in the head to begin with? Why did he shoot him several times and waste bullets by shooting him point blank in the chest? If if Buzzcut Chucky is killed from this, I'm still confused about how bodiless, headless Chucky is still alive if he's being shot repeatedly and has human organs. We can only go with one of two things, Alec. One is... That when mainline Chucky Dambalad into other Chuckies, they're less powerful than him. Like, they're kind of like little weak minions. Or the fact that as they keep contradicting themselves, like in the last one, Chucky was full of fluff and was a doll. And in this one, he's all meaty and pulpy again. We're really fucked up with how long you're in the doll until you become the doll or become real. Because it seems to go both ways. He has like brains coming out of his head. I know, maybe whichever way he's playing it. In this one, the mainline headless Chucky has been that for so long that, you know, he's literally just like, he's like a doll. Like, you can do whatever you want to it, like a doll kind of thing. Whereas these ones are fresh, which goes against the way they've been before. But Don Mancini's making Don a Mancini lot of stuff up, let's be honest. I don't really like any of those options. in mysterious ways. <laughs> that makes the most sense <laughs> and again Ali there will be six more films and all will be explained don't worry Glenn no. or Glenda will come in and let every us know question you have in this film soon. will be answered in the next film but a whole set of new questions will be thrown in the air in the answering <laughs> exactly. of those questions exactly. it's a vicious yeah. vicious cycle 
So then Nika slash Charles Lee Ray is at the door. Andy doesn't hesitate to shoot her, but he's Silly. out of bullets. So she locks him into the room and his plan is foiled. Not a and great she plan, does an another amazing Chucky laugh <laughs> really? here. I, th- I think she's yeah. awesome. She's so it's good. It's so good. So then we get this kind of cool build music and we're like, oh shit, stuff is happening. Like, I don't really understand it. And I, in close scrutiny, it all falls apart. I think it's what we're finding out. But when you're in the movie, it's like stuff's happening. The music's telling me it's cool stuff. I'm enjoying these moments. Deep Throat Chucky sits down and resets himself in the room with the dead bodies playing just Patsy. Just playing like, all right, I'm just a Chucky doll. I'm not alive. And you're like, what the fuck is that about? Why is he planting one there? What is going on? Nika slash Charles walks out of the Institute and over to the red car, meets up, of course, with Tiffany Jennifer, who has also Dembalad herself with this nifty new spell into another Tiffany doll, which is the one that we saw earlier sitting in the back seat. So then we get, of course, Nika and Tiffany making out a little bit and she comments on she's not sure about her new body and Tiffany says it works fine for me, which you can't blame her considering what Brad Dourif... (laughs) (laughs) that's true Nika is a total upgrade that's so funny (laughs) sorry buddy and then they drive off into the snowy nightscape leaving Andy in his cell as you think surely there's another scene but no I mean there is we'll get to it in a second not for me not for you that is it I wrote down, I was very upset at this point it was like you're not even gonna like hint at something with Andy and the, all, all the other Chuckies that are still in there? All right. So first of all, before we get to the post credit scene for the unrated version, which I definitely suggest people... I'm, I'm sorry, Ali. I didn't realize that you weren't going to watch the unrated version. Otherwise, I would have suggested it's, I just like put uh, it in my player and it was like going as I was finishing making my lunch. And then I came back and it was already playing. So I didn't have to choose anything. Right, right, right. Okay. Let's just clarify where this film leaves us yeah okay let's please do so we have deep throat armless chucky still active but has become dormant and is left in the mental institute for some reason we have headless chucky og chucky still headless and at andy's cabin we have melty chucky who has now become nika slash charles slash chucky so from now on we'll be called who knows what for the rest of the films we've got jennifer tilly who is possessed by tiffany but then we also have a new tiffany doll that presumably we're going to call tiffany so we're going to have to revert from calling tiffany who is jennifer tilly back to calling her jennifer because otherwise it's too fucking confusing unless we go tiffany Tiffany doll doll tiffany Tiffany. what about baby chucky we have one more character baby chucky well, no, Baby Chucky is... is oh, yeah, sorry, Deep Throat. Sorry, he changed his name yet. The only one that's dead is Buzzcut, we presume. If not, Andy's trapped in a room with Buzzcut Chucky. Yeah, he's uh, probably yeah, and then very Andy, upset with him. Andy, in this mental institute. So is maybe Deep Throat Chucky, has he been left in mental institute because Andy is there? So they know they're going to, like, he's, like, left there to look well, after is, Andy. Is the setup that it's, it's set up to frame Andy... I mean, he's locked in a room, though. Yeah, that's true. So it's... Uh, uh, who knows? Who knows what Don Mancini is dreaming up? But we do have one more character to throw into this mix. Because in Alley, the unrated version, in our post credit scene, we go back to the snowy cabin. And we go back to OG Chucky's head, nailed to the board. And then we see a figure outside in the darkness. Looks like a thief 
in the night and then the door slides open some snow like comes in and someone comes in in like a black sort of skin tight sort of cat thief sort of costume and who is it it's kyle from charles play yeah. 2 played oh. by the same actress to which chucky looks pretty frightened and then she says that she uh was yeah told by a uh told by andy that she could come basically and play with Chucky Christine Elise. So she's there to do some torturing. Kyle was badass. Yeah, I liked Kyle. I liked Kyle she was my lot. favorite until I met uh, Nika. Man, if we had had Kyle and Nika in one movie, that would have been yeah. awesome. Well, I, look, it looks like it's going to happen. Because while in this one, her really, her only purpose is to turn up for cameo and to torture Chucky, that was all Andy was there for for the last one. And here he is, like, you know, one of the main characters in this one. So we have host of three big lead characters now on the table we've got multiple chuckies we've got multiple tiffany's we've got chucky as a person for the very first time and this is the first time that we've seen him on screen successfully dambala into a real person we're left in a fucking mess and i've watched interviews with don mancini where he looks pretty happy about the mess that he's left this in because he clearly has a plan of what he's intending to do with it all and he made a big statement in one of the interviews i saw him where he was saying yeah we have a new iteration of Chucky going forward from here where the Chucky series is going to be something different which you would imagine has something obviously to do with it being a person now rather than Chucky but I would argue that's not Chucky anymore but we do still have some Chucky dolls out there so it's like what is he planning what is going on mm -hmm. do we want it <laughs> those are really the questions <laughs> that we have to ask uh... ourselves all right that is the film I got a couple of other fun facts to throw into the mix before we get to how you guys feel about it, because it's definitely been a ride, I feel, oh boy. ups and downs. So, a couple of just interesting facts for this. So like Jennifer Tilly shot all of her scenes in just six days in the last couple of weeks of filming. They completed filming on February the 11th, 2017, and they had picture lock on April the 19th, 2017. It just took them a couple of months. And then it was out on DVD, Blu-ray, and Netflix streaming by October, having a premiere in Fright Fest in August. So that's six months from finishing filming to do all of the completion of post, which that's is pretty crazy. I don't know if people, yeah, I don't know how many people know, but I, that's impressive. Like it is. Like if you're into a good loop with makers, nine months is, you know, fast, but good. 12 months is kind of normal for early films, but he's been doing this for a while, I guess, and they're working with the same team, but still very impressive. And Two weeks prior to the release of the film, though, on Netflix, several Twitter and YouTube users leaked scenes and sometimes the entire movie online. And Don Mancino claimed Don Mancino. on Twitter that all the Sorry. users... <laughs> Sorry, Don Mancini. I wrote it now wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mancino. <laughs> he claimed on Twitter that all the users who had leaked screen captures, videos, or written spoilers have been identified and that legal action would be taken against all of them and this is a quote Don't from fuck him with the chuck that he said what he said to the geniuses <laughs> who to the geniuses who leaked cult of chucky and tweeted about it congrats not only are you terrible people but now universal lawyers know exactly who you are end quote all right like fucking hell so I, really, I don't bite. know what happened with that but wow, like he was pretty pissed. And yeah, I also, so the big film, Alex, that you and I saw a few weeks ago, so we'll talk about these a bit more in the wrap up, was Annabelle Creation, which came out this year as well. Another doll film. And it is hard to talk about the films, not in comparison. I did see Don Mancini mention it in an interview when he was talking about why they're doing stuff the way they're doing it. 
And he said, obviously, Annabelle is the new doll on the block, as he said. And they're doing something very different. He said, it's all very, very grim. And he said, as violent and as horror as he's still trying to push these new films, he does like Chucky films to be fun. And he doesn't feel that's something that's been covered with the Annabelle films. So in his mind, I think his analogy was they're different flavors of ice cream, basically. It's like, you don't need to have one or the other. There's no reason they can't all coexist together. It's one happy doll family. And my final little fact, which for me, just in production, I found interesting. It took them yeah, five to six days to shoot just one scene with the multiple Chuckies, which lets you know what a fucking headache that was to, to handle. Because uh, they are like, you can have five people operating one Chucky anyway. So you're talking about 15 people up to, you know, like just trying to get these three Chuckies working with each other and doing the stuff they've got to do. That is it. Guys, we have finished our franchise. No! So I want to know from Ooh. both of you. Now, again, don't let people know where this might come or where it won't come in the wrap-up. We'll get to our list of what or how we ordering these films. I just want to know, how do you overall feel on Cold of Chucky? And where do you want him to go from here? Like, what do you want him to do? Let's start with Alexander Chard. Hello! Yeah, this film. So coming off the back of Curse of Chucky which I really, really liked. I liked the tone shift and I basically wanted more of the same. And I felt like with this film, certainly for the first half of it, I was getting what I wanted. And I feel that it it followed in the footsteps of the last one, but it felt more refined, more sort of, it felt better. The production felt higher. uh, The writing was better. The characters were, as I said earlier, a bit more com- complex and relatable, uh, likable. So yeah, it, it, it pushed forward in a direction that I really liked. And I think the other great thing for, especially for the fans of this franchise, as we discussed throughout this, there was so much meat in there and sort of lore and history and mythology, but in such an ambiguous way that it, it it fed your imagination a lot, which I really liked, like how we all had sort of different ideas and different narratives um, and different twists. And I appreciated too that, yes, he was tonally keeping it sort of grounded and serious and more towards horror, but that he also, he did, he pushed up the Chucky kind of comedy dial again. And I'm talking here again about the first half of the film. And and what I really liked was that, like I said, for me, this felt very, like, out of all of them, the most sort of psychological kind of thriller at some points and felt very internalized. I felt like I was very much certainly in Nika's head and in Andy's head. And I loved seeing Andy back. Yeah, like he's certainly, as, as, as an actor, is not on Fiona Jurif's level, but... I thought he was really accomplished and enjoyable to watch. And I liked that we were in their heads for so long and it kind of twisted our perception of whether they were losing their minds and whether it was real. And I really liked that. I thought the kills in this were really inventive. I thought it was an interesting choice to kind of rehash the glass kill, which looks so bad in the, in Bride of Chucky. It didn't look, it didn't look, by no means perfect or great in this one, but it was it was far more accomplished and I think atoned for that one. <laughs> and it's funny that he, he revisited it. But the kills were all very inventive. 
I loved the atmosphere of this mental institution. I loved that sort of white, gray washout of the whole place. For me, it really added that to that psychological dreamlike effect. But then the last act really kicks into cartoon mode Chucky again and bringing back Tiffany and really, for me, as I mentioned, is really edging it back towards all the things that I wanted to be stripped away. However, I still was having a lot of fun. I, I was really enjoying it. And 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 despite that that kind of almost 180 shift from the tone of what that first half of the film was, I still was with it. They still like earned my sort of excitement and participation in the film and I and I was enjoying it and I had fun and I had fun that there'd sort of been these slow long gaps between kills and then the last act just like ramped it up like turned up the dial went into Chucky cartoon mode and and went crazy however it does concern me moving forward if they do another film after this yeah is it going to be Chucky and Tiffany again and that I don't know if I Tiffany's. I want to see Tiffany's yeah that I don't know if I want to see and I, I'm not even sure if I want to see multiple Chuckies again there's a part of me that yeah like I'd love to see messed up stitch face Chucky and just him but but yeah overall I, I still really really enjoyed it I think I enjoyed it to the first half of this film I definitely enjoyed way more like it surpassed Curse of Chucky just because I think it took those ideas and really honed them and refined them and made them better. So yeah, I, I, I love this film. But 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 I also have in in closing this rambling, I have a similar I have a similar issue with this as I did the last one. And that is as a film standing on its own two feet, I don't know if it is of a high enough standard. I think it's certainly better than Curse of Chucky and in many ways because it is more fun and outlandish at the end it may be more accessible to a broader audience and people that are new to the franchise but I still think as a standalone it's it's maybe subpar but I feel for Chucky fans and people that are really invested in the franchise I think you will get a real real kick out of this more so than the last one because like i said it, it takes those ideas refines them makes it better and 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 gives you so much stuff as a fan to think oh is it going to go this way or is that happening like and to kind of it, it sparks your imagination which is crazy like of a chucky film so i think for fans again it's it's a must see for people that are new i i, I really don't know i don't i don't know if people would enjoy it so much thank you Alexander Charles. Well done. <laughs> Sincerely. Alexander Charles. <laughs> Sorry about that rambling. I was getting like all these new thoughts coming in as I was trying to condense them. I'm going to go out of skew for normal. I'm going to put myself in the middle and let Ali have Ooh. the final words because you were the one who didn't like Curse and so me and Alex were fans of it. It's so true. I'm pretty much in the same wheelhouse as you, Alex. Like, here's the thing with this movie. It could have been fucking terrible. Like, it really could. Like... A mental hospital, presumably not much budget, single location, beam list actors, 
a doll that's been doing stuff for 30 years, crazy outlandish ideas. This could have been fucking terrible. But Don Mancini, he's managed to create finally a style, I feel, with his direction. He's not, yeah, still as, you know, like you're saying, he can't stand up to stuff like animal creation in terms of production values and things, but he's got a good style now. I do, I can, like, he's got ideas that are coming across visually quite well. And he plays well with his script in terms of building up an atmosphere in perforating some good comedy and in particularly in the earlier stages and some horrific imagery he goes full on with the violence in here and really fiona durif is such a fucking incredible anchor in this film that it all works like if i imagine this film with someone else in that role it wouldn't be half the movie that it is it really wouldn't my problem is is that this is Ah, fuck i find it so hard when we were like leading up to these i told you guys before seed look my favorite one is still to come and my least favorite one is still to come and i was slightly buying my time because i knew i really enjoyed curse and i really enjoyed cult and i couldn't pick which one at that time i thought was my favorite out of the entire franchise coming back to them i was hoping it would be clarified and my problem is is that i like what the simplicity of curse a lot and i like the more somber tone that curse is trying to go for a lot unfortunately the direction isn't as good uh production values don't look as good the acting is terrible from most of the people there but this one the ambition is much higher i think the script writing is way more interesting i think the acting is much much better overall i think the direction is much better overall there's beautiful imagery here the kills are fantastic i think this is you really pointed it out for me alex i didn't notice before but like every kill in this film is gruesome and awesome and different um, and I really appreciate that. Other than the nurses one, I guess, but that's about it. But the problem is it feels like it feels like the worst type of a Marvel movie where people would watch it and be like, oh, there are all these nods to all the other Marvel movies, but it doesn't make any sense. That's the problem. It's like there's all these cool things in this film that I really enjoy on surface level, but as soon as you do any digging, it all just falls apart. And he can maybe find a way to dig himself out of that later on but one of the things i love about don mancini is he doesn't seem to give a shit about looking back he only looks at moving forward and he's got so many sort of ideas and we rip him sure for like mining from his old ideas but he's got so many aggressively interesting bold ideas moving forward with each film i love him for that but i don't think he's going to tidy up the mess (laughs) that has been made by this movie so it's very difficult very difficult for me to judge what it has illuminated to me though is something I'm excited to talk about in the wrap-up, which is like, this franchise is a franchise that I've never historically really liked, and I'm looking back on it now, and there are three or four films that I like in this franchise, out of seven. Like, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> I can't say that about most franchises that we cover on the Weird Geeks Horror Channel. So yeah, like I think, honestly, where do I want it to go next? I don't know. I kind of am just excited to see whatever Don Mancini wants to do. I don't like the idea of it just becoming people as much as I like Fiona Dourif. I don't, I don't want to watch a whole movie of her doing that accent, killing people. And I like, you know, we talked about it before, but he's always going on about it. he wants to do like a Snowpiercer, you know, Murder on the Orange Express Chucky film. I'm totally in for that. I think that'd be great. He also wants to do a Chucky musical. I don't like musicals, but it sounds fucking batshit crazy. I'm totally in for that as well. I, yeah, I, honestly, this is just a wild, weird ride. And I think that's my overall feeling with this film is I don't know how much I like it and it makes no sense, but I have fun on that ride. I really do. Alex, you have something else you wanted to chime in? No, just like thinking of what you were saying, 
And, and it just made me realize now that Don Mancini's written this cult of Chucky and having multiple Chuckies, I hope, because I just realized I didn't say what I would like going forward. I hope that actually frees him in a sense that now there could be Chuckies anywhere. Like that spread of Chuckies could have grown exponentially. And so he could take that narrative, yeah, away and just do it something like that, like the Orient Express style. Oh, yeah. Where it's like a different no, Chucky, could- but it's like new characters. There might be just a bit of backstory, but like it, that could be like a complete yeah. reset. You could come back and it's been a few years and Chucky is World War Z. You know, like he's fucking everywhere. I feel production value will stop them from doing multiple Chuckies that much. Uh, personally, yeah, I prefer it when it's one single Chucky. I do. And I would like to find a way back to get back to that. The one thing I am happy with where this is really left off is that there are a lot of cards on the table. Like, we have Andy, we have Kyle, we have Nika, but she's no longer Nika, which is frustrating because I like her being Nika. We have Tiffany, we have two Tiffany's, we've got multiple Chuckies. Like, there's so much on the table that that at least is exciting. It's like, okay, like, what? You've got to clear some of these things off, surely. Which ones are you going to cherry pick to move forward from? So, yes, I like this movie. It's definitely one of my favorites in the series, despite its flaws. I don't think it works as a standalone movie at all. I think this is purely a movie for the fans of the series, and that's it. Alison Holland, you weren't a big fan of Curse. How do you feel about Cult? It is true. I was not a big fan of Curse. So coming into this, I wasn't really sure where I was going to stand, just because with the end credit scene, it's pretty clear that this is the direction, or having Andy as a character is the direction Don Mancini wanted to take it in. So I was curious where it was going to go. Immediately off the bat, I think I just liked it way more just because the shots looked good. They looked like they were well thought out. They looked polished. They just like worked. I liked that we were kind of questioning everything the entire time. I was super excited to have Nika back. I think it is hard to pull off films that take place in an asylum sort of setting just because it can be so easily overdone and tacky or disrespectful and i thought they handled it really really well and it made for very interesting characters which is kind of how we felt about or how i felt um with the new Leatherface that also did that but the acting i agree was exponentially better the shots were better everything that creatively you could tell he was trying to do with curse he accomplished here i think not everything but a lot of the things that i really didn't like were much better in this film and I think there's it's so cool that I totally agree that the like the first half of this I was like all in super excited that we finally have this like mature maybe scary for some people but at least like if the jump scares get you then that's great but it was I was so happy to have that tone just because we already have our cartoon silly fun chucky that I think is done really well and is established at the beginning of Bright Up Chucky and you understand this is the world I'm in and this is the world we're going to be in for the entirety of the film. So I was really excited to have this be the tone that we were going to be in for the entirety of the film and then we weren't. So it was kind of upsetting once we started gearing in that direction. And I guess we're given a little sneak peek of it when Jennifer Tilly's character shows up to uh, see Nika. But I kind of would have... It, like it would have been cool i think alex you mentioned this to have that be the only scene with her so if that had been like the only cartoony scene 
just because that's who she is as a character. It would have been cool to have her come in as that and then everybody else around her like be confused about why this like weird cartoonish woman was showing up and what her deal was and how she's involved and how she was the guardian of this niece and then just kind of like brush her off and be like that doesn't make sense and she is a weird fake person so it would have been cool to have like a little callback and then just overlook it and keep moving on i yeah the second half of the film i was still on board just because i was curious where it was going but I wasn't, I was like pretty bummed out about where it's 180 turn. I thought it was a really cool idea to have multiple Chuckies, but I think for the end, it's hard to end with knowing the knowledge that there are still multiple Chuckies because I don't, I think I agree that I don't want there to be multiple Chuckies in the next movie just because we've already kind of done that unless it's. I don't know. Maybe like if we like lived in a world where people or a select amount of people finally understood that Chucky was real and they believed everybody and they were like trying to contain it and go after it and like some of the general public knew that he existed. Um but other than that, I think I like it better having it go back to being just one single Chucky. Yeah, I can't figure out where I stand on it cuz I want I was so excited to have this and so I want it. I think it is, probably is one of my favorites. And I think there's definitely something to be said for a film that's like able to make all three of us and I'm assuming other audience members be like running in circles in your mind coming up with all the different possibilities of how this could be possible just because it's not predictable. It's something new. It's being done well, and we're invested enough that we were trying to figure out the story as it was happening. So I think it's cool that he accomplished that, and I think that's really nice and refreshing to have in this series. In terms of where to go next, I, was, I mean, I touched on it a little bit, but now that I know he's been contemplating a musical, and it's possibly in the cards, I'd be super excited to see that. Big surprise. Big surprise. But it's now that I know that they had that post credit scene with Kyle, I'm trying to figure out how that would fit in. Because I like the idea of bringing these characters together, but I don't necessarily like, I don't know if I, how you could make a film work of all the final girls in one movie. Yeah. I can't see. Well, final guys. And final, girls. final people. Is there any word out on a film coming up or production on the film moving forward? No, like he definitely has plans. There isn't anything concrete as of yet because this one did just come out and it could take a few more years. Like it tends to take a few years. But we'll get into like any rumors that are out and projections for stuff in our wrap-up episode for sure. Um, and it's something that I would like us to cover a bit more in that anyway as I want us to all go away and think about where we definitely would like the next one to be and we could pitch something to Dan Mancini in the next episode <laughs> as well as all the other stuff we'll be going through. Um, Ali, any last final remarks or you... I'm bummed that it can't be a standalone movie because this would be one of the ones that I would recommend to friends. But I feel like you can't come into right. it not knowing anything about the other films, which sucks. Yeah, you wouldn't get it, would you? Wouldn't get anything, I don't think. I think it's a really confusing movie. If you haven't seen the others or at least the last one and have some sort of pop culture idea of him. Okay. Well, that's kind of... This is one of the first times we've all been roughly on the same page, I think, uh, in this series, which is interesting because normally we're coming at it from different angles. So this is maybe the last episode of the films. 
but we will be back next week on friday the what is it the, the, the 26th of january and we'll do a wrap-up episode they're normally a lot shorter so don't worry uh, but we will be covering the entire series for people who haven't listened to all of these podcasts where we'll roughly go over to films we're going to be talking about our favorite lead characters our favorite chucky designs our favorite kills uh, we're going to be uh, pitching where we want it to go next. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about the culture around it as well to do with like video games and comics and all that stuff. Um, and really get a bit more into the broad scope of it before we sign off on this series until the next one that he does. And then we'll have to come back again, do that one. And Ali has signed ourselves up for too many of these series. So now she's coming back <laughs> for many, many films in the future. I'm done. And Ali, I want you to go away. I want you to go away and think about this before the next episode because I'm going to ask you in the wrap up would you be more excited for a new Texas film or a new Child's Play film? I, and you might know immediately. I have thought about this a lot. I will save my thoughts for our next Continue episode. Continue to think about it. Because, yeah, I want to hear about that. Okay. After that episode, though, we will be continuing, as we will every single Friday with the Horror Channel. I'm going to be getting rid of both of these losers. And I'm going to be Bye. going to cover the Hellraiser film. <laughs> the entire hellraiser franchise which is as of this year and we're coincide we're trying to uh what's not coinciding we are uh what's what scheduling the entire podcast so that we will end on the release of the newest hellraiser which is called hellraiser judgment we're gonna have 11 fucking podcasts on that it's gonna be myself it's gonna be katie watson returning and justin macaroni Maraconda. so the original we're geeks horror channel crew who did friday the 13th which was our very first one we're going to begin back together to discuss the Hellraiser series. At the end of that, we'll then be talking about the next ones. We're going to have some small series that kind of stuff in for a little bit before we get to Halloween later this year in the lead up to the new Halloween film. And then we've got stuff after that that's already shadowed as well. It's going to be a tight, packed year of horror madness. Oh, boy, you guys get lucky you get to not do Hall uh, Hellraiser. <laughs> Bye. That one's going to be crazy. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Bye until then please head over to wearegeeks.com wearegeeks.com which is where you can subscribe to this podcast by just pressing the little itunes button every single well nearly every week nearly every tuesday we have a regular podcast that goes up talking about movies and games and all topical stuff as well as releases box office all of that fun the one this week is going to be talking about things that are happening in the first quarter of 2018 and you can also then access all of our old horror channel podcasts including a nightmare on elm street friday the 13th invasion of the body snatchers texas chainsaw massacre and a wild card the danny boyle director's retrospective for no reason whatsoever i keep having all these ideas for director's retrospectives i'd love to do it's like i do not have any time <laughs> so i can't do them but one day maybe we'll change the horror channel to the director's channel and no one will listen anymore what else can you do if you're on weirdgeeks.com you can email us directly or you can just type in mail at weirdgeeks.com that's you don mancini that we're talking to if you want to hear about our great ideas for your series we can help you out and you can also go to all of our social medias if you just go for weirdgeeks.com and if you're on the site why not click on the little black emblem that says we are tessellate that is our production company that is run out of la tokyo and london london I was trying to think, where? I was like, where's the other that, place? One more. <laughs> My home. Uh... <laughs> we are a production company that is just made our first feature film, which is called Starfish. And we are right in the last couple of weeks of that. And then we'll be sharing news on how people can see clips of that and come to festivals and support us. Because we do all of this stuff for free. The only way you can support us is by helping us out with our films and our music and things like that. So click on Weird Geeks, go to Weird Tessellate, and you can find out all about that fun stuff. I would also recommend, like we did earlier, you head back and check out all of our 2017 Best Of podcasts. We have one for movies, one for TV shows, and one for video games. Uh, they're all extensive with a whole bunch of us arguing it out. 
And what else can you do? You can talk to me on everything as Mr. Al White, Mr. Al White. And I'm also on the Xbox as Mr. Al White, where you can play some Friday 13th and PUBG. What about you two clowns? <laughs> you can uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Alexander Chard. I actually tweeted. I did. I, I tweeted twice today for the first time I, in a long, I long time. I did a tweet. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. How did you feel? I feel good. It's because I, I had an American bastardization of the pizza, which was a bu- was buffalo chicken and cheese pizza. Thumbs up, thumbs down. So it was like eating hot wings uh, on a pizza. Good or bad. And then, so I tweeted about that. And then after that, I tweeted pizza regrets. But I was confused by that tweet. Was it a good pizza or was it a bad pizza? Did you just regret eating it or was it? Oh, no, bad? it was more regrets of just, I'd actually had a slice of a different pizza before eating that slice. <laughs> I'd just eaten too much. Oh, Inter. <laughs> okay. But good pizza. Alex, oh, yeah, I think fun. I'm just going to send over my login to my Twitter that I never use to you and you can just tweet from there and I'll see how Ooh. long it takes my friends to notice that it's not me. <laughs> I will happily that do that like for you. That <laughs> I will. <laughs> he, he will dedicate more time to Twitter than he ever has yeah, before. Yeah, I would seriously do that. <laughs> and where can people go to find Alex tweeting as you, Alison? Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> Ali Sue? No, I don't think it's Ali Sue. I think it's. I know I it think it's AS. I, I tweet. I included Ali. Huh? I included Ali Sue in a tweet that I did about our podcast, and I realized later it wasn't you, and it was just some woman. No. I think it's AS. You're Ali Sue on Instagram. Yeah, I'm Ali Sue on Instagram. Yeah, you are. I think my Twitter is AS Holland or AS Holland twelve twenty. It might just be AS Holland. We've got our shit together. One S. Glad we've got our shit together thank you guys for joining me on this entire franchise i'm looking forward to talking about it a little bit more relaxed and candidly next week on the wrap-up episode until then we're out geeks geeks Geeks.